You're listening to Omega Man Radio. T minus 10, 9, 8, and the clock is operating. We're underway. The show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. tonight. Praise God. It's a pleasure to be back with you tonight. And uh, I'm sitting here looking at the chat room and I see some new faces out there. Praise God. Let's see who's in here tonight. We've got three million. We've got classical gas. We've got deliver me. We've got Easton S. Heather Fawcett, Hungry Shark, Joe Tam. We've got Keston. Welcome aboard. We've got Kirsty Rowe, we've got Lady Fortress, we've got Mary Joy, we've got Susan O, we've got Vlad S, and we've got Wayward Believer. Praise God. Welcome to the program tonight. And you know what? We could triple it. We could go from 21 in the live chat room to 63, if everybody would tell uh, two friends. Praise God. That's what it's about. Invite someone to come out. Send them a uh, link to the show. Uh Put a teaser on there, you know, something to uh, pique their curiosity and get them to come out. You know, the word of God will not return void. And uh, you know what? God will use you to go out and reach the lost and bring them in, pluck them out of the fire. Well, I'm sitting here tonight. I've got uh, hot Omega Man coffee. It's ready. Six creams, three raw sugars, just like I like it. It's going to look like peanut butter. For me to drink it. Unless I'm in Columbia, then I'll drink the Tinto out of the little Dixie cups. Of course, uh, you can also drink on this show cappuccino or even a Mega Man lemonade. Those are the three. <laughs> Those are the three approved drinks. Praise God. Well, you know, let's just open up this um, program tonight in prayer, and we're going to be opening up the lines tonight, like every night. If you need deliverance, I want you to know that. Uh, if no one else will do it, you can come to Omega Man Radio, and we'll pray for you. You know, it's Jesus Christ who does the work, but he needs workers. And uh, I'll tell you a little uh, side note after we pray. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come to you right now. 
And we thank you for yet another opportunity to get together and fellowship with one another, wherever the people may be, around the world even. We thank you for this opportunity to uh, share your word tonight and see your miracle healing power at work. We praise you, Father God, for what you're doing in the lives of many, what you're doing in this uh, Internet program. And we ask for your healing touch and your anointing just to pour out tonight, that people would be saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, set free of demons, and healed. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Not what I want to come out, Father God, but what you want to come out tonight. And I just loose the warrior angels of God to go out there and surround everybody tuning in right now. I cover everyone listening with the blood of Jesus Christ. And I just break all hexes, vexes, curses, spells, hoodoo, voodoo, witchcraft, lotions, potions, psychic prayers, effigies, anything, Father God, that has been sent against the people of God to attack them. We just break and cut off them and command it to go back to where it came from. Sevenfold in Jesus Christ's name. And right now we bind the strong man and the principalities and powers that would try to attack this program tonight. I bind the strong man and everybody listening right now. I bind every foul spirit with chains dipped in the blood of Jesus Christ right now. And we rebuke the spirit of Boise, and we rebuke the principalities of the air, and anything that would try to attack this program. We just cover it with the blood of Jesus, and I'm Lucy Angels of God to secure this phone line tonight and the Internet connections. We ask God that you would bring in the people that you want to be ministered to. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and ask all these things. Amen. Let me do a sound check out there, make sure everybody can hear me. If someone would uh, just shoot me a little feedback in the chat window, I'd appreciate that. And, uh, hey, I'm, I'm happy to be back with you tonight. I'm ready to cast out some demons. How about you? And you know what? You may not come on the phone line, but you can be right there and you can agree with me in prayer. And you know what? Together, we can see the captive set free by getting an agreement. And maybe you're going to be there right there tonight, and you get set free just listening in the program. Nothing is impossible to him that believes. Okay? Through God, all things are possible. God's just looking for men and women to step out and say, Father God, hey, I'm, I'm willing to go where you want me to go. Open the door, and I'll walk through it. That's what Yahweh God and the Lord Jesus Christ, his son and our king, are looking for. They're looking for a few good men and women. And more than that, they've called all believers to get into the battle. And we're going to be talking about that tonight, um, leading to the open up of the telephone lines. And if you want a prayer, go ahead and call and get in line. We'll we'll get to each and everybody that would like prayer tonight. You know, um, when I got into deliverance ministry, it was only about a year and a half ago that uh, I got in and, uh, you know, I, I got some on-the-job training. Brother called me up. It was Rich Keltner. He said, hey, I've got a demon on the ropes. Can you help me pray? And immediately he went in and he was doing uh, warfare against his demon. And, yeah, I didn't know how to cast out a demon. Never went to any school. Never heard anybody really teach or preach on how to cast out a demon. You know, there were some that, yeah, believe that we have authority. And they're further along than those that don't. But then, you know, once you believe that, yes, the Word of God means what it says, and we have been given authority to tread on these serpents and scorpions and over the, all the works of the enemy, then the real question is, is well, what do you do next? You know, and I 
I went listening to programs, and I really never heard anybody explain how do you do deliverance? How do you cast out a demon? So really, just, you know, just started learning bit by bit. And I realized, hey, you know, you don't have to go to college. It doesn't require any special anointing. All you've got to do is be a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, be a Christian, and uh, believe what the Word of God says and do it. And, uh, you know, there are some things you can learn along the way. Strategies for attacking the host of hell, because it is a warfare that you're engaging in. And there's some things that you can glean from those that have went on ahead of us and have written down some of their testimonies. But, you know, um, really, I never came across anybody that would explain, how do you do deliverance? You know, break it down for me. One, two, three. And so I said, you know what? God, I think I may talk about that tonight. Share a little bit of my experience. In fact, I think it's going to require a more detailed analysis of it, which I want to do and put in a printed form. But, uh, you know, hey, I don't really prepare for these programs other than I pray. And um, sometimes I'll put a couple notes together before the program. But, uh, you know what? I just felt impressed tonight to talk a little bit about how do you actually do deliverance. Amen? Now, some would say, well, go listen to uh, Brother Wynn Worley. Well, you know what? Brother Wynn Worley was one of the great deliverance pioneers, him and Derek Prince and others. The problem is with a lot of these brothers and sisters that have uh, come and gone, the Lord has promoted them, there's not a lot in the way of audio that you can listen to these brothers and sisters doing deliverance. And so, you know, what came to mind is, if I can just hear them how they do it, then maybe I'll kind of follow suit. And that's how I'll go after it. But when you start to listen to these audios, you really don't hear much uh, of the actual deliverance going on. And I said, well, man, surely there's got to be some deliverance. And as I uh, started to research Brother Wynn Worley, turns out that, uh, you know, he was doing deliverance all the time, right? But if you if you weren't there with them then uh, you wouldn't basically be able to um, learn firsthand. So those that are trying to learn via audio, there wasn't a lot that was actually recorded where deliverance was recorded and put on tape. In fact, uh, to my knowledge, there's only maybe two uh, audios in the archives, according to Pastor Michael Thier, that uh, they actually mic'd Brother Worley for the purpose of putting it on tape. And so that was really sad because... Um, Great deliverance pioneer. I would like to have heard more from him. Now, if someone has more audios in his position, their position, or Brother Worley, let me know. But, of course, the one we've got is uh, it's awesome. He's uh, interrogating this demon, and, you know, he's got the demon on the ropes, and there's a lot you can glean from that. But uh, it's sad because I haven't been able to find too many. Now, there's the books and so forth. And praise God for that. There's a, a wealth of knowledge you can learn there. But I wanted to actually hear someone do it. So... You know, that wasn't available, at least that I could find. And, you know, so really just get training on the job. And really I've come to the conclusion that that's how you can get trained, is on the job. Now, let me go ahead and dispel a myth. Some people say you've got to have a special anointing. You've got to be called, you know, to be in deliverance. It's not for everybody. You know 
I would have to disagree. Because what I have found out is the word's very clear. He's called all of us to do this ministry, to preach the gospel, to cast out demons, lay hands on the sick, and uh, the gifts of the Spirit for us to receive them. You know, they're here. The question is, do you want to do the work of God, or do you want to do your own thing? I did my own thing for a long time. Finally, I said, God, forgive me. I want to do something for you before my time runs out. And uh, God's looking for volunteers. Okay? You know, many are called, few are chosen. And if you're chosen, you know, God wants you to be faithful. And it is possible to serve the Lord and do everything that Jesus did. In fact, Jesus said, you know, they'll do greater things. And in my name, they'll do these things that I did and greater. And in the last days, there'll be exploits done. You know, folks, we're in that last day time. Everything that Jesus did is available for you and I to do. Do you have the faith to do it is the question. And are you willing to do it? Now, there's some that uh, get in and they say, you know what? I would rather do my own thing. And so they, that's what they do. Well, they're given accounting one day. They'll stand before God and he'll say, what do you do? Probably won't have much to say. There's others that get in the fight and they say, hey, this is work. It's not easy. And then they fall away. And, folks, it is work. You're actually wrestling with these foul spirits. And sometimes you physically get on the ground and wrestle. <laughs> uh, the, the point is, is uh, it's a dirty job. Somebody's got to do it because people are dying. People are committing suicide. People are saying, hey, you know what? There's no hope for me. It's not a demon because I was told it wasn't a demon. I couldn't have one, what my pastor said. So, you know what? They they give up and they commit suicide because they have no other way out then. So, first I wanted to set the set the record straight. Any of you that are within the sound of my voice that know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, okay, have the same authority as I do or anyone else to cast out demons. End of discussion. Whether or not you, you do it, that's another thing. But if you're a Christian, you have the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart, you've got the authority sufficient to cast out a devil, a demon. I believe there's one devil, that's Satan, and you've got many demons, uh, the fallen angels. So you have the authority, and we're going to go through some of the Scripture text to, to show that. But uh, it doesn't stop there. Um, there's things you can learn. You can learn on the job. Rolling your sleeve up and jumping in the battle. God will teach you what you need. Um, you can increase your knowledge through reading some of the, the books that others have left behind, like Brother Wynn Worley, Derek Prince, H.A. Maxwell White, uh, Frank Hammond, and so forth. And some are better than others, I will tell you. Um, there's a lot of books on so-called deliverance, but you know I have my own litmus test, and if they don't pass the test, I don't waste my time on them because you know what, I'm not looking for a cursory overview, broad swath. I want to know the information that is necessary to win. Winning, <laughs> like Charlie Sheen says, it's like about winning to me. I want to win against the host of hell. Maybe I'll write a book called Winning Against the Host of Hell. I don't think Worley did one on that with a title. And uh, so my litmus test are, do they believe a Christian can have a demon, number one? Okay. Some believe in demons, but they just use the terms oppressed. They get around it, oppressed or outside. You know, you'll typically find that in the Church of God, which I, was, I grew up in. And they're deceived. A, a Christian can have a demon. Uh, if someone says they can't have a demon, I don't waste any more time. That shows me they don't 
know much, and they don't know what they're talking about. So I just say, next book, and I don't even bother reading what they have to say. But if they believe a Christian can have a demon, okay, then I then I look at, uh, do they believe in interrogation? Because if they don't believe in interrogation, they're not getting much work done. Yes, you can say out in the name of Jesus, but um, it's more than that many times, folks. Okay, you've got to attack the host of hell. Demon's not going to come out, even if you say out in the name of Jesus, if it's got a legal right to be there. And you've got people that will gag the demon to where they can't speak. Now, if you do that, how are you going to find out their legal right to be in there? You hit like a, um, a stalemate. So I ask the question, do they believe in interrogation of demons? And that really thins them out. There's only a handful. Now, if they pass that test, then I'll read and see what else they have to say. So... There are some books you can learn from, but you want to be careful because not all are the same. And if you want to know my personal opinion on it, you want to ask me, I'll be glad to tell you. I, I recommend Wen Worley, Derek Prince, H.A. Max White, um, Frank Hammond. He's got a lot of good information, although he didn't really believe in interrogation. But because I know some of the other stuff is valid, I'll say Frank Hammond. And um, you know, there's some others to a lesser degree. Don Basham's got some stuff. He he came around to the thinking that a Christian can have a demon. There's some other guys out there and gals, but uh, and I repeat, gals, because look, man, woman, and child. If you're a Christian, you have the authority to cast out a demon. There've been kids that've been eight years old to cast out demons because they're they're believers. Jesus didn't say, and I give you authority to cast out devils if you're an ordained minister. Jesus didn't say, I give you authority to cast out devils if you went to Dallas Theological Seminary. Jesus didn't say, I give you authority to cast out devils if you're a man. No, he didn't say that. Okay, man, woman, we have the authority to cast out a devil if we are a believer. That's the prerequisite. Now, I will also say that um, that's where it starts. And basically, you just got to be uh, willing to get into the battle and attack the enemy. What else you need to learn, you'll learn on the job. Now, the only warning or caveat I will give is is that it's warfare, okay? <clears throat> and these devils do not want to come out, okay? They will fight tooth and nail to stay in. You know, they'll hang on to their legal rights until you break them. Um, they'll even try to wear you down, okay, and get you to give up. Okay, they'll try to, to endure longer than you. But if you'll, you'll keep pushing and to keep attacking the enemy, eventually you wear him down and he'll want to come out. But they'll try to tire you out, so you've got to be willing to go the distance. I mean, you're wrestling. Even Paul said some of these, you know, they came out the same hour. They didn't come out in one second. They came out the same hour. Uh, the other thing you've got to learn is if you're going to attack the enemy, understand that he's going to attack you if you give him an option or you've got uh, some unconfessed sin. Demons can look at you and tell what sin you've got in your life. We've heard stories where a person was doing deliverance, a group of them praying for a person. The person was on the ground manifesting, and demon looked at the person and says, I know what you did. You're out there committing adultery with your next-door neighbor. Are you slept with your church secretary? Are you over there masturbating? Are you secretly doing Internet porn? I know what you're doing. Are you you're smoking cigarettes? The demons will find you out. Your sin will find you out, like the Word says. So if you're going to attack the enemy, 
You want to make sure that your uh, <laughs> your sin has been repented of, or you can get embarrassed. Okay. Um, if you've got any holes in your armor, that can even open up you for transfer to spirits. You know, you don't get in and become a hypocrite here. Doesn't say you have to be perfect, but just understand um, you got to got to walk the walk if you're going to talk the talk, or the demons will eat you for breakfast, eat you for lunch. I don't say that to scare you. It just means you got to walk holy, walk holy. Talked to your brother today. He says, you know, God doesn't listen to me. He doesn't answer my prayers. I said, are you walking holy? Because if you're walking in sin, God will turn his head. And he will not hear your prayers or hear mine. Do I hear an amen out there, saints? So I just want to tell you, um, make sure that uh, you repent every day. And you know what? We should be doing that anyway. All right? We should be daily going to the cross and saying, Lord Jesus, forgive me of this sin. Forgive me of this. Whatever it is that you need to repent of, do it daily. Don't wait. There's a reason for that, because there's some penalties if you don't uh, repent. We're going to read one of those. I've got a scripture out for you. The other thing is um, you've got to forgive. You want to do deliverance ministry, and you've got some odd against someone, and you're not forgiving? It'll open you up. Again, it'll put a chink in your army armor. Demons will come in and attack you. Backlash? Just go into it realizing that there's going to be backlash. Okay, there's going to be reprisals. That's another word for backlash. There's going to be counterattack. You fire, they're going to fire. But you know what? We've got uh, weaponry and defense, defensive armor, to stop these attacks of the enemy. And you'll learn some other things. You'll learn that Satan has his workers, too. His dark servants, witches, warlocks, reiki, healers, even people that claim that uh, they've gotten out of that. They're still secretly working for him, or, or they're working, don't even know it. They have never been delivered. And then you've got to understand that, uh, you know, they're cursing you. Some of them want to kill you, and I. There's some that if they could, they would, they'll send a demon of cancer and leukemia to kill you, or they'll try to send you a heart attack, or astral project and try to attack you. And you know what? Attacks are real, but you don't have to sit there and take it. You can do defense. I do defense almost every day. I never know who's cursing me. I mean, how can I possibly know? We've got 5.5 billion people on the globe. So I'm just naturally going to do my defense. I break any curse that's sent against me, and I send them back to where they came from, in Jesus' name. And if it's a, you know, if it's a particularly nasty attack, sometimes I'll send them back sevenfold or a thousandfold. Multiplies it. It increases the intensity of the uh, the boomerang. I'm not going to sit here and be slaughtered. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Well, I have knowledge. I'm not going to be slaughtered by an enemy because I didn't um, defend myself. You don't have to sit there and take it. Just like you don't have to sit there and let someone break in your house and blow your brains out or rape your wife or stab your children. If someone wants to break in your house, you take your 12-gauge and you blow them away. You didn't ask them to come through your front door. someone wants to come in and attack you, you have a right to defend yourself. Do I hear an amen out there? Jesus didn't say, uh, allow yourself to be slaughtered. Now I'm talking about normal courses of events. If we're in a situation where we're under New World Order rule, they've declared martial law and they're coming rounding up Christians as a group and you know they come in there with their guns raised at you, 
you're to go, to go with him. God will protect you, or you'll lay your life down for Jesus, and you'll get a martyr's reward. Now, that's a different scenario. I'm not talking about the end time where you're being persecuted for being a Christian. I'm just saying, you know, there are evil people in this world, and they don't value life. There's some countries where you, they'll kill you for $2, literally. So I believe in protecting myself, and the same goes when involved, you know, uh, in the deliverance ministry. Bible says don't let any man suddenly lay hands on you. That's for a reason, so you don't get a spirit transferred into you. Okay, when you when you pray, you bind the strong man and you forbid any transference of spirits. That also protects you. And when there's witches and warlocks that want to kill you, and they're cursing you, you break the curse in it back. Uh, these are things that you learn to do along the way. So I just wanted to throw that in there for good measure. Now, how do you actually do deliverance? That was a question that I had, and I couldn't find the answer. So I just started to observe, and, you know, I was real nervous when first opportunities came along. And and bit by bit, uh, you'll gain some confidence, and it'll be like old shoe for you. And you're going to continue learning on the job. I mean, heck, I've only scratched the surface. I heard someone say that uh, in the book of Psalms, there's a ton of weapons that have been embedded in there for you and I just to dig out and use. It's almost like those uh, games like, uh, you remember Castle Wolfenstein or Doom? That's a real old one, right? You know, some of these games where you run through and there are all these buried weapons and secret weapons in the doors and got to go find them, collect them along the way. You know what I'm talking about, right? or the Call of Duty games, things like that. Same way in the Word of God. God has put them in there. Sprinkle them all over the Word of God. If you can find in the Word, you can use it. You've got to go mine the Word of God for treasures. And uh, even the demons have said, you know, if Christians only knew the authority they have, we'd be in some real serious trouble. But my people perish for lack of knowledge because people don't want to get in there and study to show themselves approved. Do, you hear, do I hear an amen out there? So... You'll increase the knowledge as you read the Word of God, as you start moving in the gifts of the Spirit and get discernment and knowledge, and then just through hands-on training and experience, okay? Revelation knowledge. You know, there were not enough, not enough inks in the ocean, ink in the ocean to write all the things that Jesus Christ did. Okay, we've got the, the basic tenets of the faith. The other thing God will show you and I on the job. You learn through experience, and then uh, you start building on that, and you know, expanding on that, and you know, there's a lot of stuff that can be gleaned from a lot of the the books out there, and so that's what I'm doing personally. Uh, I'm trying to work through systematically the the books of Win Worley, read the Word of God, and some of these other deliverance pioneers. Which, thank God, they wrote down a lot of their experience, so you and I can get up to speed real fast. But still, the question is, how do you do deliverance? So. I'm just going to give kind of a rough outline. Um, basically, the key is to get the demon out. Okay? That is your goal. Get the demon out. And, uh, of course, you don't cast the demon out of a non-Christian. Otherwise, they're not going to really have any way to protect themselves when the demon comes back around and tries to get back in. The door will be unlocked, and they'll come right in and bring seven more. You know, they had a, a cottage. Now they've got a hotel going on in that person. So, number one, you want to pray for uh, Christians only, or someone who's willing to accept Christ as part of the deliverance process. You lead them to Jesus, then you can cast the demons out. That's number one. Number two, understand that the desperate get delivered. Not everybody is ready for deliverance. 
there's some people that will call in, and I'm, as I'm learning, even in recent, recent days, um, everybody's different. Not everybody's at the same level and ready to get delivered like another is. Maybe they're not tired enough of their sin to be one to go all the way and make a commitment to cease from doing some of the things that open them up for a demonic attack to begin with. You know, maybe they say, well, yeah, I'm willing to stop this, but I don't want to stop that. You know, yeah, I'm being attacked, but I don't want to give up my rock music. You know, I'll get rid of the Ouija, you know, the Ouija board, but I don't want to give up the rock music. Well, hey, demons still have legal rights to be in there, depending on the kind of music that they're listening to. It's just one example. So, you know, you don't have to go looking for people necessarily. You know, God will send them to you. Now, we do let people know that uh, deliverance is available, but uh, basically understand that God will send people, put them in your path, and he'll send you people that are ready. And if a person's truly seeking deliverance or willing to repent of their sin, they can get set free. So uh, understand, don't force deliverance on anybody. If the person doesn't want to be delivered, they're not going to get delivered. They can keep their demons. You know, the person wants to keep the demons, they have a right to keep them. If the person wants to be delivered, then they'll do what the necessary steps are and then get some powerful deliverance. Okay, so understand who your target audience is. Christians or those that are willing to become saved and accept Jesus. Those are the ones that are eligible for deliverance because deliverance is the children's bread, number one. Don't force deliverance on anybody. You can suggest it, but ultimately, if they're not willing to agree with you, cooperate, then don't waste your time. When they get desperate enough, they'll remember that you're willing to pray with them, and they'll come back. Um, that These are just some of the basic rules that I've kind of come up with, and I've kind of formulated in my mind of, you know, how do you do deliverance? What are the required steps? Um, now, when you find someone that says, hey, you know, I'm ready to get delivered, I'm tired of being tormented, and they're they're a Christian or they're willing to accept Jesus, and you decide to actually pray, well, you start to develop strategies. You start to realize that you really are fighting against a an organization, okay, a hierarchy in Satan's realm. You won't find a person with just one demon. They may have a whole... A command and control structure there, just like the army is built up with you know five star general that goes on down to colonel, lieutenant colonel. You've got majors, captains, first lieutenant, second lieutenant, on down to command sergeant major, and you know all the rank in the military. It's much that way in Satan's kingdom. And typically, you're going to have the big boss, or I call them the, the you know the big boss or the uh, the strong man. The commander we've we've heard a term of recently in recent days, you know, the who's the guys in charge in the person, and sometimes it'll be multiple bosses, and they'll work even work together. Sometimes you have one bo- strong man, then you have another one that comes in, and usually they're the last to go. Strong men will have shield demons. He'll have demons that are his bodyguards, so to speak, that he uses for certain functions, but also protect him. And so you know you're attacking this enemy. You don't always get right to the strong man. You've got to work your way up many times. You've got to fight. You know, it's like you've seen these Civil War movies. Um, or, you know, any of these movies like uh, Braveheart. And you'll have the generals, they're up on the hill top, and you have the foot soldiers down below in the valley. And, you know, first they'll send the archers, you know, fire their shots, then they'll, you know, launch the horses or the, the chariots, and then they'll go with the foot soldiers. 
there's a hierarchy, and the generals typically don't get involved in the battle. Not until, you know, victory is uh, assured, and then they'll jump in, because they don't want to get shot most of the time. You know, they're just calling the shots from behind the uh, the battle line, so to speak. But uh, that's who you'll fight. Many times you'll fight the foot soldiers first. Then you'll fight, uh, you know, their leaders. And sometimes you'll be fighting a very powerful demon that has even dropped out of the heavenlies into the the scene, and he's gotten into the mix. So you got to understand uh, it's, a, it's a war. And I've been really kind of studying from that standpoint. I wanted to talk to uh, some that have been in the military and understand military tactics because they may be able to shed some light on how we can more effectively battle Satan's armies. So, you know, you'll work your way up. Uh, you'll fight the foot soldiers. You'll be attacking, trying to get the strong man out because if you can get the strong man to topple him, the other ones are going to be pretty easy to get to get out. And you attack the strong man, you try to get him to manifest, and that's your ultimate goal is get the strong man out. Clean house. But, uh, you know, he'll sacrifice his people. He he doesn't want to leave. He wants to maintain control, even if he's the last one in, so he can build back up. So that's your goal. You want to go for the hierarchy in the person. Many times you'll hear us ask, who's the strong man? Well, we're trying to get the information so we can go after this. And a lot of times it's very hard one information. The demons don't want to give it up. They're they're threatened. If they give out too much information, they're afraid of being tortured. You know, there's a lot of reprisals in Satan's kingdom among his own people, his own demons. You know, they they fear their strong mans and the, the ones that are higher up than them because they can do them a lot of damage and torment. To what extent we don't know totally, but as far as no a demon can't die. Um and that leads me up another, uh, leads to another very good question. Where do you send demons? Okay, so you're in there attacking, and you know, um, where do you send them? Well, there's a lot of different views on that. And what I found out, you really got a couple options. You've got uh, you can just send command them to come out in Jesus' name, which is not really a wise move because if they come out while well, they're still in circulation, and they could, for all you know, just go down the road and jump in somebody else. They've done that before. One, some demons came out and said, hey, we're only even going down here to the Playboy Club. We're going down here to the bar and jumping someone there. We don't want to have to run to these demons again. We don't want them to hurt somebody else. The best thing to do is take them out of the battle. And when you realize that's the, the way to do it, instead of just saying come out without sending them to a particular location, then you realize you've got a couple options. And what we've learned is you can send them to hell, and there's different compartments in hell, apparently. You've got the pit. You've got outer darkness, you've got Tartarus, and these seem to be different compartments according to what we've learned. And uh, they don't like Tartarus. That's apparently where the some of the angels were that uh, are now that uh, were involved in the Genesis 6 interbreeding with women that created the giants, the, the giant Nephilim offspring. And some of them are bound down awaiting final judgment. They're in chains in Tartarus. That's a place of torment, and the demons don't like that. By and large, I see most of them go to the pit. Other, other times, you can just send them to wherever Jesus tells them to go. Okay? Or you can send the foot of Jesus to be judged for the time. Some send them to dry places, but I don't recommend that because we've talked to demons, and they want to go to dry places so they can link up with their buddies, and they can regroup and then come back. It's like those war movies where people get scattered, and there's a number of people from different companies that got scattered, and they, or maybe they were... Uh, wounded in battle, went to the hospital, 
And when they came out of the hospital, they said, well, hey, where's my company at? Well, they're up on, you know, they're in another country on the front lines. And so they would kind of basically group them with others that were scattered. And, you know, that's kind of what the demons do. If they can regroup and um, plan a counterattack, they will. So I don't really believe in sending them to dry places. Now, uh, the word talks about they go into dry places and they come back and find their house swept. And I really believe that's talking about, uh, you know, the unsaved. And what would happen if you were to cast a demon out of someone that uh, is not willing to uh, follow Christ and be filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, what I found here in recent months is probably the best thing of all. Just ask, again, send them wherever Jesus wants you to send them. And we have the demons. Look right at the Lord Jesus Christ. And we say, demon, where is the Lord Jesus sending you? And Jesus will tell them. Many times it's the pit. Sometimes, like uh, the other night, some were going to the pit, and then others, the Lord wanted to go to Tartarus. And they don't want to go there, believe me. It's a horrible place, apparently. And then, you know, I've had an occasion where the Lord said, you know, told the demon to ask me, and I I chose. Now, I believe we got some authority, you know, to even just go ahead and um, send them to one of those two locations. But uh, whenever I've asked the Lord where these demons are to go, usually it's the pit or Tartarus. That's really the only two replies that I've received. Um, so that that's just what I've learned on the job. Uh, but then some, again, they just default and they say, well, where, you know, I send you to wherever the Lord Jesus wants you to go. And then they don't care to know where they went. I would actually like to know where they go. So that's what we find out. Um, but back to the strategy. That's, that's, the, that's the difference between a chess player who has just learned the basic moves of chess and one that uh, wins championships. It's strategy. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm looking for insight on strategies to take the enemy out, to take him out quicker, to get information to take down the hierarchy. In Vietnam, if you were second lieutenant fresh into the battle, you went into the DMZ, and um, they would be snipers out there on tree lines sometimes. And they would look for your your bars, and they would take you out. I heard that the average second lieutenant didn't last 15 minutes in Vietnam. Many of them had headshots when they got off the plane. And the reason being is, the enemy knew if they could uh, take up some of the leadership, they would demoralize the troops. And that's what we try to do. I want to get to the generals. I want to cast them out. I want to torture them for information. And that's what we do. We treat them just like any other war theater. you you got prisoners of war. You capture these things. You get the information out that can help you attack the enemy, learn its plans. And that's what we do. And God's given us some great... Um, Great favor in this area. Some people don't want to go that route. Then I say, okay, you know, it's between you and God. If you don't want to go that extra route, so be it. But um, I believe that there's information that can be given up that can help us learn more about how the enemy operates so we can more effectively battle them. And this is what Win Worley did, um, and he was an expert at that. That's why the demons hated him so much, because they knew that uh, when he got a hold of them, they were going to be tortured. They were going to give up information, and they were going to come out. He didn't give up. So there's strategies, uh, which you've got to you know figure out for yourself. I think a lot of strategies can be gleaned from some of the people that went before us, just reading the books. You'll learn things on the job. 
you'll start to learn that uh, demons run in families or packs, like Derek Prince said, or groupings, like Frank Hammond said. I like the name demon groupings. They're like family, families of these things. And if you find one demon, you'll probably find its brother. You know what I mean? Like uh, mind control. That's a whole broad range of spirits that affect the mind. And I found some um, some demons just uh, going in there and interrogating. Found out you've got control, mind control. You've got end time mind control, religious mind control. You've got occult mind binding. When I first heard that name, I said, "What's that? Occult mind binding? You've got mind benders, mind binders. You've got giant octopus and squid." Well, we talked about them and we run into them. And for whatever reason, some of these spirits they take the shapes of animals and their function. I don't understand. Bible talks about Leviathan. Talks about behemoth. You know, Leviathan's this big dragon, apparently with seven heads. And um, I don't know why. But you know what? Some things we just won't know until we meet Jesus. You know, we look through a glass darkly, but soon we'll see face to face. So what do I do is I try to discover and map out the territory. It's almost like being Christopher Columbus sometimes. You go into unexplored territory. For many of us, it's unexplored because, you know, they're not talking about this stuff by and large today. Yet it's one of the greatest problems facing us all, attacks from the enemy. And we've got to learn to get in the battle to fight if we're going to survive and if we're going to see our be able to stem the gap for our loved ones. So you learn strategies. And again, the goal is to take out the leadership. If you can work your way up there, you might have to fight through some of its foot soldiers. You know, uh, there'll be distractionary tech, tactics of the enemy to try to get you off, you know, off the path uh, to try to wear you down, get you to give up, to even fool you. Sometimes demons will. Uh, play possum. I saw that the first time when I went to see Dr. Pat Holliday. There was uh, a, a friend that I brought in, a guy who wanted to commit suicide, and then my brother uh, witnessed to him and s- stood in the gap, and he didn't commit suicide. He decided to, you know, to keep on fighting for his life, and uh, I ended up persuading him to come out to a church. Took him over to Dr. Pat's, and it was interesting. You know, he went up there to pray, and boom, fell down and looked just like a possum. You ever come up on a possum? They look like they're dead. They play dead, but they're really alive, and they're trying to psych you out. Demons will do that. I prayed for people, and all of a sudden, they immediately go to sleep. Demons trying to <laughs> is playing possum, trying to get you to do something else. And um, so you start to you start to see some of these things going on, and you start to get wise to the to the uh, defensive tactics of the enemy. You know, it's like a jet fighter. A heat-seeking missile is on its tail, and it shoots out chaff to try to, you know, to try to confuse um, the missile that is coming up on its tail. You know, and um, you start to learn about family groupings, and so you find out that, uh, back to family groupings, that if there's one demon in there, there's chances are there's probably another one. Like, if there's bitterness, chances are there's unforgiveness. If there's death, there's chances are there's destruction. Um you find out where you find one demon, you're going to probably find another one that's in that family grouping. And, you know, where you find Jezebel, you're probably going to find Ahab. Where you find Incubus or Succubus, you're probably going to find Asmodeus. And usually Lilith is in there, the screech owl. And so you start to uh, map out some of the names of the demons, and you start um, starts to give you a little bit more insight into who to attack. And, you know, you can attack. If it's not there, nothing will happen. But if it's there, boom. You get them on the ropes, and you start going after it. So 
the goal is is to cast these demons out. And you want to you got to go down deep sometimes. You want to try to get the strong men out, and that way you can uh, smash the enemy. We've hit some strong men so hard that that we cast them out in Jesus' name, and you know uh, the other one just came out real easy. That's kind of the exception to the rule. Uh, many people you're going to have to do deliverance with them for a while before you get down to the strong men, unless you're just so ready that um, you know they they come out. And it's a battle. It's like fighting up the hill. I guess an enemy who's also got weapons will will try to strike back at you. A lot of it is according to your faith. And uh, the goal, again, is to get the, the demons out and then have the Holy Spirit come in and fill the voids. Okay? And there's things that you've got to do along the way. Uh, some people have been damaged. They have fragmented souls. You've got to loose angels to go. You've got to do uh, repair work. Okay? It's it's one thing to you know get the... Um, to get the tar car towed in, okay, that you want to restore. It's one thing to um, tune up the engine. You know, you got to do upholstery work. you got to paint. You know, people are like that. There's been a lot of damage done over wear and tear. And so you want to get the demon out, but you want them to be able to function. Okay, you want them to be able to be restored. Maybe they've been heavily attacked physically to great toll. So, you know, you, you pray and you ask the Lord to start rebuilding them, like the $6 million man. You know what I mean? They had a terrible accident. God can come in and rebuild you and I. I hope that some of this is making sense. This is just kind of um, off the cuff here. I'm pontificating tonight. Um, the goal is is to get the enemy to come out as quickly as possible. Okay? For that reason, we put the, the pressure on the enemy. We attacked him. We use every weapon we can to weaken them, to damage them, to just devastate them to where they'll give up and cry uncle and admit that they're coming out. That's the end goal. That's why we interrogate. And what you learn along the way is that if a demon has a legal right to stay in a person, it's going to stay there. So you've got to go and then do discovery. What happened that the person's demonized? How did the demon get in? Are there any legal rights? If there are, you've got to break the legal rights. Okay, that's through repentance, remission of sins. And a person has got to be willing to repent of their sin, or the demon that came in via that sin is going to stay in. Okay, if you cast out, just come back in. If the person has repented. So, you know what I like to do a lot of times? I like to ask a person a number of questions. You know, have you committed uh, any sexual sin? That's a gateway for demons. Have you been involved in the occult or witchcraft? It's another gateway. You have bitterness and unforgiveness. That's a major gateway. Alcohol and drugs, big gateway. Um, are they into pornography? Huge gateway. Then you ask a little bit about their family history. Because you got then you got the dynamic of um, sins of the fathers. Okay? Iniquities. Because of the, the sins, you know, God brings judgment on families. Curses are in play. You've got to break curses. Demons could have come in through sin. It can also be a curse that you've got to break. That gives them the legal right to, to be in there, and it came down to the generation. So you have to do a little bit of discovery. Find out what you can. Ask the person. What happened that uh, you started to become a, attacked? When did this occur? What were you doing around that time? 
And so, uh, you know, just like you go into a doctor's office, they give you a questionnaire. Have you ever suffered from any of these illnesses? Uh, Bob Larson does it, and he has like a 25-page document you got to fill out if you're going to pray with him. And now I understand why. So, you know, you get in there and attack and be better informed at, you know, where to do the surgery. Because it's like spiritual surgery. You're going in, and sometimes the doctor has to do exploratory surgery. First, just says, hey, I, I just feel bad. question is, why? What is causing that malaise? What is causing the pain? Now, you can put a Band-Aid on it and give them a, a painkiller, give them some morphine or Oxycontin, but that's not going to get it to the root. They want to know what is causing the trouble. Okay, so they can get to the root of the issue. At least that's what they should do. And that's what you want to do. You want to try to do some discovery, get the person to repent of all known sin. You break the curses. And then you start attacking the enemy. And then that's where authority comes in. Come out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come out in the name of Jesus. And you, you attack these enemy. You weaken them, and then you get them to where they submit, and you kick them out in Jesus' name. Send them where the Lord Jesus wants you to send them. Yeah, some have, some, you know, the abyss, the pit. Some of these names may be synonymous, but I'm pretty certain that Tartarus is a different location than the pit. Uh, that's what some of the demons have said. And I've seen Jesus send people to the pit or Tartarus. So uh, it appears to be two different locations, outer darkness, potentially a third one. I just don't know. I'm still studying that. But that's kind of a broad um, brush stroke of what deliverance is about. most important thing is just get involved. You know what? You can practice right there at home. you got a, a wife, a husband, a child. Get them to agree with you, lead them through repentance, and then just start attacking the enemy. You can command a demon out through either its name or its function. That's a very important piece of this. What do you got to do to get the demon out? Well, you you got to you want to speak to it. You want to address it. You don't just say, all demons, come out in Jesus' name. That doesn't work. Wish it did. You got to get specific. Jesus didn't... When he when he went over to uh, to raise Lazarus from the dead, he didn't just say, "Rise!" Everybody would have come out in his case. <laughs> when he said that, he said Lazarus. He was very specific. Lazarus, rise! It's for a reason. You're casting out a demon. You demon of lust, come out in Jesus' name. Okay, or you demon that's causing them to um, to do so and so, you know, or the demon that's causing pain. In the shoulder. I may not know the demon's name, but if you know the function, call him out that way. And that's equally uh, valid way to address the demon. Or if you've got a gift of discernment with knowledge, the Holy Spirit can show you what it is. Some people have that, and it makes the job easier. But uh, pretty much, you know, you learn this thing just getting into the battle. I had a brother call me, Brother Bobby, called me before the show tonight and said, uh, been listening to the program, and um, they were very proud that uh, their son had gotten some deliverance. The Lord Jesus Christ had set him free. They were ecstatic about that, and uh, they want to get involved in the battle. What do we do? And that's, that's why I'm doing this program tonight. You know, do I got to go to school? You know, some people would say, you know, do I got to study under someone three years? Heck no. The school you get is on-the-job training, school of the Spirit and the Word of God. It's got everything that you and I need. All we've got to do is be willing to just jump in and roll up our sleeves and get to work. 
God provides all the training that you need. So that's kind of a cursory look at uh, how do you do deliverance. And I say, you know, by listening to live deliverance. Well, you know, I couldn't find uh, tapes of people doing deliverance. And we used to discuss it. Could we do deliverance over the telephone? Some people said, no, you can't do deliverance over the phone. What happens if a demon curses? Or what happens if the person hangs up? You know, what if they were to commit suicide? You know, all these questions were being hurled around. And one day, Dr. Pat and I were just on the program, as many of you know, and someone called in. We started praying, and deliverance started to happen. And we found out that uh, deliverance can be done over telephone, just as easy as it can be done in person, because it's Jesus Christ who's doing the deliverance, and anything's possible for him. You and I have just got to be willing to to represent, okay, to, to get it to stand in the gap. He does the work. And you know what? He's got the means to protect that person. That's why he gave us the keys of the kingdom, and that's why we use it. And so um, we found out that you can do deliverance. You can do deliverance even by text. We've seen deliverance on email. I kid you not. It's the authority that we have as a believer in Christ and knowing that authority and utilizing it. It's one thing to have the capacity to get set free, but you've got to put it into motion. Okay? You've got to do it. You've got to cast the demon out. Demons don't just leave on their own accord. They don't want to leave. They have no bodies. They lost their first estate. They're in torment. They want to be in you or your friend, or they'll take an animal, second choice. And once they get in, they're going to fight to stay in there. So you've got to fight and get them out. Um, the best way I know to learn is just by listening to others that are doing it. And then jump on in and learn as you go. Yeah, you make some mistakes sometimes, but hey. You learn from your mistakes, keep on going. And uh, you can get up to speed fast enough. So, yeah, we didn't have really much to, to listen to. And next thing you know, we're doing deliverance. And then I find out that there's others doing deliverance. Like Pastor Charles Costello, like Brother John Kyle. Um, you know, Bob Larson was doing this 25 years ago over the radio. You know, Rich Keltner. And the more and more you, you do it, um, the more confident you feel the more you understand that, hey, this is fun. It's fun battling when you know you're going to win. And so uh, praise God. And then you've got to have a little bit of guts, too. You know, you can't be afraid of the enemy. You know, the, the word says, don't fear anything except for God. For, we, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and sound mind. Fear God and him only. You don't fear what you don't fear man because man might kill your body, but God can kill your body and your soul. Throw it in the hellfire. And so uh, when you realize that, hey, you know what? If you're walking with the Lord, you're covered in the blood of Jesus, he's going he's gonna to protect you, okay? And if you get hit, it's to toughen you up, okay? So you understand that war is real, and the stakes are real. The stakes are high. It's called men and women's souls. And God's looking for people with courage. You don't get into heaven as a coward. I'd say, gird up your loins. Tighten that belt, put on the armor, and jump on into the battle. Tally-ho! So I want to read just a couple of scriptures, then we're going to open up the phone lines. Okay? Um, oh, the most important thing. In the name of Jesus. 
<laughs> That's how demons come out, in the name of Jesus. Outside of Jesus, it's not going to happen, folks. Okay? That is your power base. The Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood. Amen? So make sure whatever you do, in the name of Jesus, or it's not going to have any effect. Okay, so I've got a couple scriptures here. Um, quickly, we'll go through a couple of these. I just made a couple notes and pulled them up very quickly. Um, if you have your, your swords, open them up. Let's go over to Mark. We're going to go to the uh, the book of Mark. Second book in the New Testament. comes right after Matthew. Mark, and we're going to go to... Uh, let's see here. Let me look this one up. I'm going to pull my sword up here with you. Stand by. We're going to go to Mark 16. Mark 16. Verses 15. Here we go. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. This is Jesus talking. But he that believeth not shall be damned. So you've got to believe, folks. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Okay? Signs that follow what? Follow anybody? Follow only those that are ordained? Follow only men or follow only women? No. Signs that follow them. That believe. The prerequisite, you've got to believe. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and ye shall be saved. Believe that the word of God is true. Believe that Jesus meant what he said here. In my name shall they cast out devils. Where, where are they coming from? They're being cast out of a person. By what name and authority? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's all the authority you need. What other things are, will follow? If you're a believer, signs, they'll speak in new tongues. That's the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Well, laying hands on the sick, uh, they recover. That's miracle healings. Uh, I also understand what drink any deadly thing is. You may be out there, and uh, the enemy has it in for you. They want to kill you. They poison your food. That You could be in there getting your Wendy's cheeseburger or at Cracker Barrel or Denny's. We call it Danae's down south. And uh, there could be a witch or warlock in the um, the kitchen. They decide to spike your food with some cyanide. How would you know? Until you were dead. Then they just probably said, well, you know, he had a heart attack or food poisoning, you know, blah, blah, blah. Point is, is that's why you sanctify your food with the word and prayer. Pray over it in the name of Jesus. It will neutralize any poison. That's one of the advantages of being a believer. You don't have to worry about being poisoned. You know, if I were to drink poison uh, by mistake uh, and not knowingly, I believe the Lord can help me. Now, we don't have to test and tempt God. That's not saying that you go out there and you prove it by drinking the poison. No, it's saying that that's, uh, that's a fringe benefit, that if it happens, God is able to protect you. They shall take up serpents. I'm unclear on that one. Um, I know some demons are serpentine. They are serpents. Um, I don't believe it's talking about um, going and, you know, like some of these churches do, and they run around with the, the rattlesnakes in their hand. Again, you shouldn't tempt God. Um, 
maybe it's talking about, you know, hey, just like if Paul, remember Paul was on that uh, island, was it Malta? They were shipwrecked, and he went over there, and they're all grabbing some wood to build a fire. And when he uh, lit the wood, a viper jumped out of the, the bundle of sticks and bit him. Wouldn't let go. And they said, hey, this man, he must have done something wrong. He's being cursed. He's going to die. And he didn't die. Well, probably that's what it means. I would have to say that's probably what it's talking about here. If you're working for the Lord and along the way, something like that would happen to you like Paul, God will sustain you. I think that's what it means. Now, what the probability of that happening is, I don't know. You know, unless you live in, you know, uh, Costa Rica or the deep south or Texas maybe. But, hey, maybe it's more common than I know. Um, hmm. At any rate, I believe that uh, we can be just like Paul, and you know it could bite you, and you would survive. So that's probably what it means. Anyway, uh, the one the key one I wanted to pull out here was they will cast out devils, okay, or demons would be the correct um, rendering of that. Praise God! That's authority right there. Now, let's continue. Matthew sixteen. Let's go to Matthew sixteen. Turn with me there. We're still in the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. For those of you reading the Bible for the first time. Matthew 16. Um, in the verse 19, uh, verse 18. Okay, here we go. And I also say unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom. Excuse me, the, key, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Okay, now, that wasn't just for Peter. That's for all of us, folks. Okay? Peter didn't live a long time, and he died. Like most of the disciples. So, it didn't die with him. It's for every believer. Okay, it was dual fulfillment. Um, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. These are warfare weapons. What is meant by binding? It means to chain up, to tie up. And that's one of the first things that you want to do when you're doing deliverance. First you bind the strong man. Okay, you tie him up. Tie up that commander. Okay, you chain him up. Um... Chains, fetters, cords, whatever. But you're binding him. So he can't move. So he can't run away. So he can't attack. <laughs> you're binding him up. All right? Just like just like a policeman will arrest a, a bandit and handcuff him. So he's subdued. That's what you're doing. You're subduing the enemy, enemy in Jesus' name. So when you bind it, your request goes up to heaven. Jesus and the Father, they stamp it approved. And it's done. It's like instantaneous, okay? Probably travels at the speed of light back and forth. You don't have to wait an hour. That's what you want to do. You want to arrest these demons, okay? Bind them up in Jesus' name. Loosing. We've just begun to begin to understand. We're just beginning to understand really what the power of loosing. Um, Marcus Haggard had a powerful revelation on that. And I'm trying to learn more from some of the stuff that still exists um, from Marcus Haggard. But what we know of loosing right now, and from Brother Wynn Worley, 
is you can loose angels of God to go out and do warfare. Okay? Loose the angels of God in Jesus' name to come down and attack the enemy. Okay? They come down and assist. You can use them to fight. It's not you against uh, 6,000 demons. You can have the angels go in there. One angel can put 1,000 demons to fight. What does it say? Two angels put 10,000 to fight? Wow. So you can loose angels of God to go down there and battle on your behalf in Jesus' name. You can loose angels to stand guard around people, protect them, protect uh, property. Um, you can loose angels to create favor. That's my understanding right now. <clears throat> you can loose the ministering spirits of God that go in and, and do specific things. Power and love and a sound mind. Uh, wisdom and knowledge. Spirits of God. According to Derek Prince, there's at least 21 in the Bible, maybe more. He stopped counting after 21, apparently. He got the seven spirits of God, but um, it's, it's a broader category than just seven. Um, you got to dig it out. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we have yet to mine from the Word of God. Or maybe it's written down, I just haven't read it yet. You know, from one of these other deliverance pioneers. But I'm just sharing with you my experience thus far. But you can loose the angels, and we do that. We loose them, and the angels will go in and fight on our behalf, fight on the behalf of the person. You know, I'm loosing angels to surround my uh, my apartment every night, surround my family. I even have faith that they're riding down the car road with me uh, on a trip. And whether they're sitting in the back seat or the flying alongside, I don't know. But um, angels are real. Ask those that have seen them. Michael Boldea, Scott Lather. By the way, I talked to Scott today. He's going to be on next. He's going to be on uh, uh, in about two weeks. We're going to do a long program with Prophet Scott Lathrop. Uh He called me today, in fact. So that's some more of your authority there. You've got the, the authority that Jesus says over in Mark uh, 16, that, deliver, that casting out devils is a sign that will follow them that believe. Okay, so that's for them that believe, you and I. Uh, you've got the keys of the kingdom that he's given us in Matthew 16. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. There's just a couple of the ways you can use those. Um, if you're fighting against a coven or a witchcraft organization, okay, or there's someone attacking you, and you know it's a demon working through them, bind the strong man in Bind the demons inside of them or in that organization. Okay? That puts a halt to the attacks if not even just temporarily, it provides some relief. How long the binding lasts, we don't know. But um, if they come unbound, bind them again. Okay? There's unlimited authority to bind in Jesus' name. Then you can lose spirits of poverty to attack the witches coven. Pretty powerful, huh? You know, a lot of organizations, if there's no money, you know, they're in it for the money, they'll leave and go do something else. You can bind their finances in Jesus' name. Okay, I'm talking about wicked organizations now. Okay, you can uh, lose spirits of poverty to attack the networks of these covens and witches and warlocks. You can cover things with the blood of Jesus. They don't like that. These are some other weapons that you learn about. Uh, a great book on the blood of Jesus is Power of the Blood, H.A. Maxwell White. Get that one, H.A. Maxwell White, W-H-Y-T-E. Okay, then let's go to Matthew 18. Again, I say unto you, Matthew 18, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. 
For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Well, we learn that when you and someone else are praying together, that's two. Where two or even three are gathered, Jesus is in the midst. That's why we know that you can do deliverance safely and effectively from any location you may be in the world if you've got access to a phone line. Why? Because Jesus is omnipresent. He can be right there with that person. You can loose the angels of God to go and surround the person, protect them, to keep them from harming themselves, and to subdue the demons in Jesus' name by binding them. And you've got Jesus that is monitoring the situation. He's right there. He's doing the work. And so when we cast him out, we say, you know, demon, look at the Lord Jesus Christ. Where is he telling you to go? Demons will tell you. And if you want to know if the demon's lying, you say, I bind you to the truth on Judgment Day. For whatever reason, they have got to answer that one correctly. And we catch them in lies, and that's when we, we bind you to the truth on Judgment Day. Well, that answer stand the judgment. No. Well, then why are you lying to me? I'm going to ask you again. Give me, you know, you ask them whatever you want to ask them um, that's, a, that's appropriate to the situation at hand. What is your name, foul, wicked spirit? I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I bind you the truth on Judgment Day. What's your name? My name is Anger. Will that answer stand the judgment? No. I'm going to ask you one more time. I bind you to the truth on Judgment Day. What is your name? My name is Bitterness. Will that answer stand the judgment? Yes. There you got your answer. So you double-check it. And um, look at the Lord Jesus Christ. Where is he telling you to go? The pit. Now, I had a demon just said, no, he told me just to, to come out. I said, well, they understand the judgment? No. Don't lie to me again, demon, or it's going to be bad on you. Look at the Lord Jesus Christ. Where is he telling you to go? Do you tell me to go to the pit? Then come out in Jesus' name. Go to the pit. See, that's how you, that's how you test the information you get. You interrogate him, you test the information. So Jesus is there in the midst. That's why we know that the situation can be handled safely. Okay? And um, that's that verse that backs that up. Okay? Also, we mentioned Mark. Here's another one, a parallel verse, Matthew 18. Uh, 18, which says, Verily I send you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. That's a parallel verse for... Um, Matthew 16 and others, you know, um, some of these things are covered multiple times in the gospel. Okay. Um, what else did I write down here? I put down another note. Luke 10, Luke 10 and the 70 returned again with joy saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said to them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. Okay. This is another declaration of the power you and I have. Power to tread on serpents and scorpions. And it's not talking about just stepping on a you know, a, a real nice scorpion, although I've smashed one here recently. No, it's talking about demons. Uh, and we've run into demons that are either snakes or they're scorpions. And scorpions especially like to sting people, cause pain. But that's a, a broader term for demons, okay, serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy, wow, I've given you power. To tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Wow, listen to that. You don't have to be afraid. Notwithstanding, and this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but, but rejoice rather because your names are written in heaven. Now, 
that tells you right there that the spirits are subject unto you and I that are believers. Praise God. That's why they have to obey. We ask them, do I have power and authority of you? Yes. Why? Because you're servants of the Most High, or they'll say, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's exactly right. You see, he's already told us right there. Just many of us don't believe it, or we're afraid. We don't have to be afraid. Jesus said right there in Luke 10, they're subject to you, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, we have seen people, or I've heard of people, actually, that I haven't seen it yet, but I heard that uh, people have been thrown in deliverance. And you know what? Or maybe someone came up and, you know, uh, punched them in the nose. Well, Brother Worley said one guy got his nose broke, and then he went up there and touched. They prayed for him, and boom, it was instantly healed. I can tell you firsthand a real experience where we prayed for a brother, and he was over the phone, and the demons thrashed him, and he hit his nose so hard that he broke it, and he had two black eyes. He got delivered. The very next day, God instantly healed him. He had no black eyes, no broken nose. God takes care of his people. Amen? I've uh, I've seen that actually in practice. Okay, that's Luke 10. There's one other verse I want to uh, read, and then we're going to go to the phones. Matthew 18, uh, verses 21. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him. Till seven times? Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee, until seven times, but until 70 times seven. Folks, that's 490 times. Now, there's a reason why the Lord Jesus Christ is taking the time to say this. It's because forgiveness is key, okay? Forgiveness is key to getting delivered. Because if you don't uh, repent and forgive, you're going to be in some trouble. Let me give you, go on. Matthew 18, verse 23. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife and children, and all that he had in payment to be made. That had been terrible. A guy uh, charged too many things on his credit card, and debt collector came <laughs> and said, hey, you didn't pay your bill. I'm sorry. I'm taking your wife and kids. Um, that's happened before, folks. It's called debtor's prison. It used to happen like that. Slavery back in the old days. Well, let's go on. He says, The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of the servant was moved with compassion and loosed him. means let him go free. And forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that that, that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me. I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when the fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto the Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on my fellow servant, on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors, 
till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Uh-oh. Folks, that's more than a parable. Did you hear what the Lord Jesus said? He's saying that God forgives you and I when we ask in Jesus' name for forgiveness. And you and I probably have done some terrible things that we're not even deserving of forgiveness, but praise God that he loves us enough that we can get set free and, and forgiven. And then someone comes along and they offend you or I, and we don't forgive them. You don't forgive them. What it's saying here is you're a hypocrite. You are forgiven, and yet you don't want to forgive someone else. And many times what we've been forgiven of is way more substantial than something that uh, we're holding over someone else and we won't forgive them for. Well, what happens when you don't forgive? Well, God will dispatch demons. He will deliver you over to the demons, the tormentors. And these demons will torment you and I until you pay all that was all your debt, so to speak. In other words, until you repent and forgive. Man, that's pretty tough. There's people out there that uh, have went so long that the demons set up camp, brought in diseases, and they've got arthritis and cancer now. And it was nothing more than being bitter and not forgiving someone that hurt them. That's why it's very important to forgive. And what happens is it says, let not the sun go down on your wrath, otherwise Satan will come and sow tares. And what that, those tares are, they're demons. If you let the sun go down on your wrath and you don't forgive, <clears throat> you go to sleep, you're probably going to wake up with demons that you didn't have when you went to bed. That's how serious it is. That's why a lot of times I go in there and we break uh, any witchcraft sin against people and we command any tears that were sowed in to come out in Jesus' name, provided that the person has repented. Okay, they open the door. Now, you still got to kick them out. That's what we're trying to do. So I just wanted to throw that in there. It's how serious uh, God, God is about uh, forgiveness. So, you know, I kind of jumped around the map there. Um, I'm a better writer than I am orator. And so if I were to sit down and apply myself a couple days or a week or whatever, I could put together a pretty good book. And I think that's what I'm going to do and put it together more organized and more succinct, succinctly that I'm able to speak and articulate. Uh, sometimes I, I'm not able to articulate verbally as well as I can in, in text form. That's just my style. But I hope that you gleaned, uh, you know, just a little bit um, or something from, you know, this expose on, you know, how do you cast out a devil? You know, what are, what are the, some of the things that uh, you got to look for uh, or that will go and be involved in this process of deliverance? And I think we're going to write a booklet on it. So at that, um, praise God. If you're tuning in, we're doing a live program. And um, let's open up some phone lines. I'm ready to pray. How about you? If you need prayer tonight, you need to have a demon you want to have cast out, you're ready to get set free, you're desperate, you're ready to repent, let's cast it out in Jesus' name. Maybe you need healing. Uh, God is able to heal you. We had a miracle healing last night occur. Praise God. Maybe you've got a question or you've got a testimony. Whatever the case is, I want to hear from you. So we're going to open up these phone lines. I'm just going to... Take a quick break, but before I do, let's see who's online. We've got, oh, we've got more people in the chat room. We've got three million. We've got Classical Gas. We've got Daniel Coudon. We've got Darren Boo. We've got D333. We've got Deliver Me. We've got Exposing the Enemy. 
we've got several people that are guests now. If you're a guest, convert over and you know, uh, choose a name. Come on in so we can get to know you. Don't be shy. Heather Fawcett, his poema, Hungry Shark, Inquisitive Jack, Joe Tam, Keston, Lady Fortress, Many in One, Mimo, Navy Prince, New Age Deception, Radical Truth Seeker, Susan O. We got Vicky K. We got Vlad S. We got Wayward Believer. Praise God. This is a another edition of Omega Man Radio Live, and we're going to go to the phones right after this short break. I think I need to blow my nose. There's a lot of pollen down here, and uh, trying to attack my sinus. I'm going to pray for myself here in just a minute. Can't afford to be sick. All right, and we're back. Open lines right now. If you'd like to call, let's go to the lines. Let's go first to area code 404. 404, you're on the air. How are you tonight? Area code 404-576. That's all I'll give out. You are on the air. All right. We'll come back to area code 404. And let's see. We may have Brother Wayne. Let's see if Wayne's on there. Wayne, are you there? Let's see. Way Eve, 6302. You're on the air. I hear you. Hello. There you go. Were you waiting in the queue? How are you tonight? I'm good. Not too bad. I was in the kitchen. Praise God. Hey, man, were you cooking up some vittles? And just warming me up some toast. I just had dinner a while ago and still a little bit hungry. <laughs> hey, I understand that. I went to get a coffee, and I said, man, i got to get a McDonald's cheeseburger. <laughs> oh, I see. I needed a snack. Well, praise God. Um, so how you been doing today, brother? Not too bad. I put like uh, went uh, read a little bit before I went to bed and got up and feeling fine. And I've been removing negative videos on my Facebook and YouTube. Praise God! Exposing ministries. I've done that. Been there. Was involved in the charismatic uh, uh, word of faith and prosperity stuff, and I got out of that. So I got on a kick of exposing and being. You know, I really got. I had a lot of forgiveness and bitterness towards them because I supported them, and uh, I was expecting the Lord to do financial things, and he didn't. And I was getting mad at these people and wishing them bad things on them, and I really want to forgive all these people. Well, amen, because they, many of them said, hey, you know, just sow your $1,000 seed, and, you know, this will be the year of get all your debts canceled. Or, you know, God gave me a vision, $57 seed. You know, they go oh, through yeah. the list. It sounds like an infomercial. And, uh, you know, hey, people get angry. They say, I didn't get my Mercedes Benz. What's up? And so, you know, God doesn't operate that way. Now, uh, God will bless the, the giver. You know, give it, it shall be given unto you. That's right. Pressed down, shaken, you know, uh, overflowing, so to speak. And um, so, you know, God does honor his word, but. Uh, you know, why are we why are we giving to begin with? God loves a cheerful giver. If we're giving because we want to sow into ministry that's going to see souls saved, demons cast out, the sick healed, and there's proof of that, okay, that's one thing. Okay, you know, one plants a seed and other waters that they both share in the harvest. But there's others that say, hey, I'm just giving the cats of my debt. Or because I want to, I you know, I want to be just like them. they got a, you know, $5,000 suit. 
They've got a mansion in Louisiana. You know, they got their Learjet. I want oh, mine. Yeah. You know, and that's kind yeah, of the I got out of that because they're not, their ministries aren't right with the Lord. Right. They're not winning souls to the Lord. You ask, you know, you ask to see the proof, and, uh, you know, you don't see the proof, by and large. Now, Oh, no, there, there's no proof there. You know, um, in fact, you don't know where the money goes. like goes into a black hole. So, you know what, we've all been on that kick before where, you know, we wanted to attack. And I, I spent probably several months of Omega Man Radio doing just that. You know, I was ang- I was angry, and once in a while I still pull my sword out and I slash. But you know, I realize at the end of the day, look, it's a wasted energy. It is, and I've you know, had a but, lot of people because of it. You know, it's wasted energy. You know, at the end of the it day, is. the the people that are going to follow these uh, false prophets and wolves in sheep's clothing are going to do what they want to do, and uh, you'll end up getting attacked when you come against some of their sacred cows. At the end of the day, people still do what they want to do. And so it's, you know, I, I've come to the conclusion that rather than waste my energy, you know, just trying to be the uh, the exposer, you know, of these uh, dark servants of Satan out there. That's right. Any of them on the, on the boob, on the, you know, on, on the, uh, the boob tube or, you know, on TBN or Daystar. Many of them. Yeah, if I was all, following all those people, then I hear, when I got on YouTube, I started hearing about Todd Bentley and John Crowder and all these even people that are much worse. You know, I, I got bitter. I started to get bitter, and I started to say, "Wow, you know, it just seems like every show we're just a, a, you know doing an expose." And you know, that gets old. It I does. Think the better expenditure of time is do what Jesus did. Let your light shine, and people will be able to see the difference. Oh yeah, I removed a ton of junk, and you know, I was, my channel will, will shine brighter. That was coming on my Facebook wall, and that's all he would do. Every day he would come on and attack, you know, Benny Hinn or and one of these other guys. or you know, And I got to say, you know what? I'm tired of this. All I hear is negative, negative things from, from this person. So I, I kicked him off the wall. And I realized I myself was becoming like that. And I had to repent and just say, God, you know what? I'm going to pray for them. Uh, I'm going to do what you've called me to do and let people judge for themselves. They can look at the differences between ministries. And you know what? Yeah. If, if we'll concentrate on doing the work of God, God will expose. He's more able to take care of them than me. Yeah, that's right. You know, because all that I did, it didn't it didn't change anything. The people were still out there bilking people of money and still in apostasy, leading people into apostasy. And, you know, now I, I will go on their forums, okay? Don't get me wrong. And I will advertise. <laughs> and, you know, I'll put up, I'll put like a show announcement or things like that. I hope to pluck some out of the fire. And we do get some people that come over. Because some of these guys have big followings, you know? Oh, yeah, Even, they do. You know, 100,000 people, 70,000. Marilyn Manson has 1.3. And he doesn't oh, even wow. claim he's Christian. So, you know, I will use their networks to advertise and try to boost the ministry. But uh, I agree with you. So, you know what? The Lord's dealing with your heart like he dealt with mine. Yeah. And he's and... changing uh, you know, it's good that these people are being bought to the light, but it can get too old and just go on and on, and I want to get that out. I, I mean, I sold what I had the bank 15 years ago to a prominent minister on TBN for a building fund, and it was most, I'd never do that again unless the Lord, really, it was a good, good man, and I had the wisdom from God. Now, you know, if God tells you to do it, that's different. But uh, many people do it because the person, you know, gives them such a, a sales pitch that he, he plays on their emotions. And 
And, you know, you've got an old widow lady, a granny out there that uh, living on a fixed income of $400 a month, and she gives, you know, her life savings. And then, you know, next thing you know, she's on hard times and calls the ministry, and they don't have time for her. You know, they, what they do is they devour, they devour widows' houses, you know. I think the Word even talks about that. So, yeah, we've got to be on guard against that. And um, I'm not saying you've got to keep your mouth shut. Sometimes you've got to expose these people, but uh, I don't make a career out of it anymore. Yeah. You know, it just started to get to me. I just, I, you know, I'm going to focus on Jesus Christ and do what he asked me to do and let him sort out the rest. That's right. You know, we're gonna, you're not going to find any, you're not going to find, you're, you're going to find that the, not everybody's going to agree with you. So like one guy said, there's always going to be somebody that disagree with you. So, you know, just stop trying to please people. Please the Lord. Be able to give a good accounting to him and let him sort out the rest. That's kind of the where I'm moving in. That's right. Hey, can I be right back, please? Ab- absolutely. And, uh, you know, thank we're, you, thank we're you. just kind of right here tonight, folks. This is... Uh, we just move with the spirit. You know, I don't have a very finely polished show. But you know what? Some dynamic things happen on Omega Man Radio. You never know what's going to happen. Lord Jesus Christ shows up. Two or three are gathered in the midst. He is. And miracles happen. Demons scream out. Demons are cast to the pit. People get saved. I say praise God. Uh, I hope that Omega Man Radio never becomes boring. And you know what? We had plenty of message, and I realize we're not spending enough time implementing what the Lord has asked us to do, and that is to pray for one another. And so it doesn't mean I won't pontificate or we won't bring on a guest to speak, but, uh, you know, I want to open up these lines and take some calls. Okay, I'm back. You know, ministry It's about real people. It's about people that come from all backgrounds. All of us, you know, the Lord loves. God is no respecter of persons. That's uh, right. If we ever get uh, to pointing a finger, you know, we we need to watch out. Not be hypocritical, because we're all sinners saved by grace. And, you know, one sin sin is as bad as another. They both send you to hell. So praise God, you know. Uh, so brother, you uh, you recommitted your life to the Lord last night. How you feeling today? Not bad. Not you at know, all. And it's a walk by faith, brother. You know, some days you wake up, and my grandfather would say, "Some days I don't feel saved." <laughs> He's a pastor. You know, you can't walk by your emotions because your emotions That's will right. lie. You've got to stand on the Word of God. You've got to have faith, and you know, you've got to you got to do some things. We all got to do some things. Study to show ourselves approved. We've got to renew our minds through the, the reading of God's Word. We've got to have some fellowship. Or before you know it, we become a hermit on an island with nothing but uh, Wilson, the volleyball. We start talking to the volleyball. <laughs> hey, man. You know, we've got to have some fellowship. Uh, God made us for fellowship. Fellowship with Him, too. And, uh, you know, we've got to read the Word. We've got to pray. We've got to pray and talk to God every day. Uh, we've got to repent of sin, and then we've got to get busy doing something for the Lord. And you know what? If we're willing, God will put people in our path. If it's if it's nothing more than, you know, you hand out a chick publications track, this was your life. That's you know, what I'm going to start doing, because I, I found a place on the Internet through a YouTube friend that found a 
where you can get books and tracks for free online, and they can send them, they mail them to your house, and you don't pay no shipping and handling or anything. Praise God. Amen. Amen. You know, God will use you. He's just looking for people that are available. I'm available. I'm ready. I'll do whatever he wants. That was my cry. I said, God, I want to do something for you. Use me in your end-time army. And, you know, Brother Bobby Montgomery called me today and says, I, me and my wife, we want to get in the ministry. I said, well, praise God. We'll pass the sword. Pass them along. You know, get involved in the battle. Um, I praise God for the brother. They want to start doing deliverance in Georgia. We need, we need, you know, God needs people doing deliverance around the world. And um, we've all got the authority that we need. we just got to now put it into practice. And, you know, it's okay to link and, and uh, link up with brothers and sisters and network. Praise God. That's what it's all about. You know, we're, we're, each of us are individual pieces of the puzzle. But when, you know, God starts fitting us together, um, you know, his work gets accomplished. That's right. I don't go to a pretty much man-made, so much traditional church. My, I consider YouTube, Facebook, now this program my church. Well, you know what? It says um, to fellowship with one another. And it's very important to interact with another. That way, you know, we can talk to people. We can minister to each other. We can share our testimonies. You know, we can relate what we're going through. And someone says, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're doing. I are going through. I was there myself last year. And this is how I got out of it, you know. That's what it's about. Forsake not the assembling of your of yourselves, also, the Word says. It was talking about the, the, the feast days, but also, I believe, in, you know, just on a weekly basis, just getting together with fellowships. Maybe the church that uh, you're going to now is spiritually dead. Well, most places have a church in every corner. Go look for another one. Ask God where he would have you to go. And if it's bad enough, you get into a, start your own church in your home. My brother told me last week, he says, I want to start having a Bible study. So he's got some friends, some family, and they're all getting together once a week. I think it's Thursdays, and they're reading the Word of God. You know, dividing the Word of Truth. And some people have started out in hotel rooms. They had a couple coming. Next thing you know, they they got to a bigger venue. You know, hey, I've been in hotel churches before. Home churches. You know, and then there's people out there that you don't know about until you get out there and start seeking them out, and you find that, hey, you know, God had 7,000 prophets hidden away in the cave. You know, there's, there's servants of God out there. Um, God can enable us to network with one another, you know? Amen. Well, praise God, brother. Will you need it uh, in any area you'd like some prayer tonight? Yes. Um, that the Lord will bless me with a job closer to home, with a good, uh, with good pay and oh. good benefits. Yes, amen, amen. And uh, you know what? That reminds me, reminds me, there is a brother that was listening to a program, and uh, he's in a position to uh, potentially hook someone up with a job out there. So you know what? Let me just put this out out there. If there's anybody out there listening, maybe they're a manager, maybe they work in personnel, they have the ability to hire, who would you rather have, a Christian or someone of the world? A Christian, amen. Amen. And uh, if we're living the way the Bible dictates, you know what? We should be letting our light shine, and when we work, it should be as unto the Lord. And, you know, we should stand out from the crowd. 
Because people should look at us and say, hey, wow, man, that person doing that good job. They're not sitting there watching the clock. You know, they're sitting there willing to go the extra mile, put in a, you know, a good day's uh, labor. And you know what? We should have reputation spreading. And, uh, you know, if, if we're living and working according to the, uh, the rules of the Word of God, then, you know, someone sh- uh, should prefer a Christian to a non-believer because we'll go the extra mile because we know we're working as unto the Lord. Amen. Anyway, if there's someone out there that's got the, uh, the ability to hire and has some job openings, uh, let us know what area you're in, and we'll try to uh, make some notes here of people that okay. look at jobs and try to network some people out there. All right. Well, I'm over in Cassaview by Mesquite and Garland. Okay, you're in Texas, right? And what uh, what's your what uh, type of work are you looking for, brother? Well, I don't have any skills, but pretty much I'll wash dishes, I'll bust tables, I'll do some janitorial cleaning. I, I can do cleaning. Praise God! You know, I used to be a uh, full time janitor. I'm not ashamed to say. I, would, I wouldn't be ashamed to do it. I'm open to stuff like that. I had a doctorate of paper towel hygiene. Oh, wow. <laughs> Meaning uh, I clean toilets. Uh, but you know what? Praise God. It helped make ends meet. Um, Amen. And I can do mailroom work. I can stuff envelopes. I can post mail. Praise God. So you know what you do, brother, is... Um, and we're going to pray tonight, and if there's someone out there that uh, uh, has a job available out in that area, Mesquite, Garland, Texas, where you're at, right? I'm in uh, Cassaview, right. side of Dallas. Right in and let us know. Maybe what we need to do is come up with a, um, a forum. In fact, I think Sister Tamara out there may still have that forum going. We need to put a link up to it and network. Maybe we'll put up a, uh, a section for Job Wanted. And, you know, as this program gets bigger, maybe we can network people that have jobs and match them with people looking for jobs. You know, anything can happen. Well, praise God. Well, you know, one thing I, the Lord can do anything. That's why he's God. <laughs> Amen. Brother, he can do anything. I, I can tell you from personal testimony, when I needed a job, brother, I had 35 cents to my name. God gave me a job. Now, it wasn't the dream job that I wanted, but it was enough to pay the bills. And it got me through to a period where I got the dream job I was looking for. And that was all God. And you know what? God will test you, folks. God will say, if I can trust you in the small things, then I know I can trust you in the bigger things. And so he'll, he'll put out a, a test for you to see what you're made of. And, you know, I said, God, I'll take any job. I mean, I, I was 30 years old, and I was willing to take a job paying $3 an hour. I mean, I needed some work. I was dying. And, you know, I've God, God gave me a job. <laughs> And it wasn't the job I wanted, but hey, it, it paid some paid some bills, and then I got a better job that paid you know ten dollars an hour, and then with benefits, and then that led to something better and better. You know that's the way it works. You build on it. Amen. And so you know what, God's just looking for people that uh, are hungry, hungry for deliverance, hungry to do better. Oh yes, I just want to be free from the the things that I I think I have. It's not confidence in myself, but I don't think I have enough. Confidence, godly confidence is what I mean. Well, you know what? God can change that. Um, God can change. I procrastinate. I'm a good procrastinator, which is not good. (laughs) I think we all got some of that spirit in us. 
from time to time. I know that that has been a uh, a weakness of I my own. I contradict myself a ton. I'll, I'll turn around and say, oh, I am going to do this, and I, what do I do? I don't do it. Some people are only motivated by pain. <laughs> so they're procrastinators until it gets uh, to where it hurts, and then they, they make exactly. a change. I'm pretty uh, much in that position. Well, you know, God can help us there, too. There are spirits of procrastination that have to come out sometimes. Oh, There's yeah. spirits of a sluggard, you know. Um, then there's physical problems that just, you know, zap our energy. Whatever the case may be, you know, God is Amen. able uh, to meet God. our needs. Okay, so uh, you're, you're praying that the Lord would match you up with the right job and any other requests tonight? That I do want to divorce this woman that I'm with, not because of hate, but because she met another man, and it's adultery. That's good grounds for a divorce. And my plus, my parents aren't crazy about her. And she okay. doesn't work, and she's... So basically, so basically, you're married, and you you found that your wife had committed adultery on you. Yes, and I want to get I want to find her, get the divorce over with, and I want either full custody or whatever the Lord wants, whatever His will is, even for me to have visitation rights. So you've got a you got a child in in the uh, in the mix. Yes, and I haven't seen her in a year and a half. Oh my goodness! Do you know where the mother is and your child is? They move all over the place. The last time I heard, they were in North Carolina living oh my with goodness. her dad. Oh, my goodness. That, that's very sad, brother, and I'm sorry for you, and well, I've been through that you. myself. But you know what? God can provide. You know, he when can. You, He's a big, big, awesome God. You know, when it comes to uh, divorce, you know, God's not happy about divorce. I'll just tell you straight up. But I know, I know. But you know, I'm in this position. We don't believe the same. We're not equally yoked. If you get to a situation where your spouse... Either your husband or your wife has committed adultery, well, then you've got legal rights to divorce, or you can try to reconcile. But many times, you know, there's a, there's a adultery involved, and the person wants to move on with another person. And, you know, what do you do? Exactly. God provides a mean to start over. And I and, wish her happiness. I have no bitterness or hate towards her. Hey, I want her to move on. I wish her well. I can't hate her because she she gave me one of the most beautiful little gifts that I've ever had in my entire life. Amen. Try not to break up here. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> right. Amen, brother. You got it. You got a child together, and you know, and you relish what the gift that you got, and you know, God's able to send you a godly woman. Oh yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. I'm I, mean, I was, for that. Uh, I was uh, raised in a divorced home. My parents divorced when I was eight, and uh, I can tell you, kids suffer, but sometimes it's unavoidable. Uh, exactly. But you know what? God can God can provide. So let's pray tonight. And Amen. folks, if you up here and you would agree with me in prayer, what's your first name, brother? Wayne. This is Brother Wayne. Amen. Brother Wayne from Texas. Father God, I just lift up my brother Wayne. And I thank you for my brother, that he has recommitted his life to your son, Lord Jesus Christ. And God, you know this brother's heart. And he needs a job, Father. And so I'm just asking right now. That you would open a door for him, God, that he can get a job that will meet his financial needs. I'm getting just a little bit of echo, Wayne. Yeah, sometimes I have bad connections. Okay, you may be a little bit close to the speaker. But, Father God, I, I lift up my brother right now. I loose the angels of God to go out and create favor in Jesus Christ's name for my brother. To create favor for a job with anybody that he's applying with, God. And God, you know where he needs to be. I'm asking you to open up the right door, even if it's a temporary job, to get him to the one that you want him to be in full time. 
Amen. We're asking, We're asking right now for the favor of you, Father God, for my brother. And for anybody else out there right now, God, that's seeking a job. For those that are seeking homes, I'm asking God you open the door that people can find a home that they can afford. They can have some privacy in Jesus Christ's name. And God, as to the relationship there with his wife that committed adultery, I'm asking Father God that you loose angels right now in Jesus' name to go out and create favor there. That they will call and let Wayne know where they are. And I'm asking favor in the court system, God, that he would get full custody or joint custody, whatever you will be, but that he would get equal rights to the child, God, his daughter, in Jesus Christ's name. We just cover them with the blood of Jesus. I'm asking Father God to give him favor, send him a godly woman that he can be equally yoked with, according to your will, Father God, in Jesus Christ's name. I thank you, Father God, for what you're doing right now. And I just find the strong man in Wayne and myself forbidden to transfer to spirits. And I command any foul wicked spirits of passivity to come out of Wayne right now, Jesus Christ. Any spirits of procrastination, I rebuke you. Come out of here, Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. Come out right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Loose the angels of God to come to his point. Sorting the spirits. Come out of him in Jesus' name. All spiritual rejection from him right now. Rebuke you in Jesus' name, you foul spirit. I lose power over the fine my brother right now. I command the foul spirit to come out in Jesus' name. Go where Jesus sent you. And I thank you, Father God, for what you're doing, my brother. Loose the angels of God to slap in his family for the protection. Cover them with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you for calling in, Brother Wayne. God bless you. Thank you, Brother. Looking for your email, because I told you I was going to send you a Bible. Okay, I've already got sent it out to you. God bless you. Thank you, Brother. You bet. Folks, that was uh, Brother Wayne, and we're going to go to the next caller. Let me announce the phone number one more time. To talk with Omega Man, dial area code 917-889-2745, and press... All right, and press option one is what it was going to say. Let's go to the next caller, area code 404-576. You're on the air. 404, you are on the program. How are you tonight? Hello? Well, maybe that caller is just listening in. Let's go to the next caller. Let's go to 661 area code. 661, you're on the air. How are you tonight? Hey, Shannon, it's Valerie. Valerie, God bless you, sister. Yeah, I have a testimony I want to tell everybody. I want to talk out there because, Shannon, things are changing since I came to Deliverance. Please, God. I I know I want to share with everybody what's going on. You know, I have always promised the Lord, Lord, you know, whatever you do for me, I'm going to glorify you and magnify you wherever I go. So I really felt that God wanted me to call you and tell everybody my story. Okay. I still don't have a home, all right, but um, I remember uh, I had my friend. He opened up the house to me. Well, God opened up. Remember I was working at the nursing home? I'm still working there. Okay, I work at a nursing home one day a week, all right, and I travel about 45 minutes to get there. Even though the gas is so expensive, that's my time I spend with the Lord, and the Lord's been providing. He just opened up 
one more day. And I was like, Lord, I don't even want to work in a nursing home. I'm a hairdresser. I'm an entrepreneur. He just blessed me, Shannon, and everybody out there. He just blessed me with an opening for a makeup artist to do photo shoots. Wow. And wait, it even gets greater than this. The Lord was telling me a while back that I was going to be going to Oprah, and I thought I was going to be ministering to her because I do minister the word, okay? Yeah. Well, the Lord had me meet this guy. He was a handyman. He fixed my irons so I could go to work and, you know, do my work. And I cut his hair when I started talking to him. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go on the Oprah show. He said, oh, you got to go to Oprah? No problem. I know her. I do work for her. Oh, I know her photographer. I could get you right on there. Wow. So, yeah. So the you Lord had a is okay. divine appointment that day, didn't you? Yeah. But, you know, you were saying about, you know, God tests us. Well, I'm going to tell you, in a nursing home, it was not fun. But, you know, I said, okay, Lord, I'm not making that much money, but I trust you. And now, look it, and I got my first event on May 30th, and I'm going, I'm going into the bigger times now. Praise God. You know, despise not the day of small things. That's right. Because small things That's start right. building on each other, and next thing you know, you've got a, a bigger venue. Exactly, Shannon. But you know what God was saying to me? Uh, I had traveled the country, okay, and I was doing ministry. And, I, and like I said, I was homeless and still homeless. And But the Lord showed me something. He allowed those demons to attack me and attack me and attack me. Because when I talked to you last time, remember, I was like, Shannon, enough is enough. I can't take no more. Yeah, so remember. God had, right, because God showed me, then you'll seek and you'll find. Then you'll seek. Because when we when we're sitting, okay, not being attacked, then there's nothing to seek for. So what I've realized was that's how I was able to get a breakthrough is letting him letting those demons attack me. So what he did was he allowed me to go and find the demons hit list, and I found every single name of every demon that could possibly be hidden. And he showed me everyone. So the other day I said, Lord, you know, I don't have a husband. I don't have a man. I don't have anybody that can cast out demons out of me. Well, guess what? I started praying in the spirit, and the Lord started casting out the demons to me. Praise God. It was amazing. You were doing self-deliverance, weren't you? Yeah. Amen. It was so amazing. And you know what he showed me? He said, I'm your husband. I'm your husband. And, you know, when we get to see him, like I was preaching a message the other day, and I said, you know, we don't we don't get to know him unless there's a storm. That's when the relationship is. That's when we hear his comforting voice. That's when we get to really, really know him in the storm. and the calm, we don't get to know him. And there's such a great relationship that I have come to being homeless, losing everything. People, I lost everything. I don't have nothing. I have a beautiful Jaguar and I have a little Chihuahua, but I have very little clothing. I, I, I just got a food stamp card for $300, praise God. You know, and I just blessed the people that opened up the house to me with a nice steak dinner. I said, you know what, thank you for this. Praise God, yes. But God is so faithful. And so your love was... To- to do um, your love was to do uh, hair styling, and now you've got a makeup job, and that's going to give yeah. you two days a week over there. Wow! Yeah, 
you know, and I'm doing I'm doing what he wants me to. Like I, I prayed for all these people today at the job, okay? And Tuesdays and Thursdays, right? Because I always prayed, Lord, give me a part time job with a full time pay. Yeah. And you know, and I and I stand on the Word of God. See, that's the thing, Shannon. The Word of God. That's so important, and I hold on to it. And look at all these people say, oh, you know, that, that was for back then. No, no, it's for us. And God's word is us, them, him talking to us. And when he said he's going to restore what the canker worm has eaten, he's going to restore it back. Amen. So he's going to put you through the waters, but he doesn't let the waters overflow you. And, you know, when you hear his voice and you hear him say, have I ever left you? Have I ever forsaken you? Have I ever failed you? No, of course not. Well, then trust me. Just trust me. And when we get to that point of full surrender, this is when the breakthrough comes, the blessings come, because then we know we can go through anything. I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? Right. Well, the things that he has put me through, Shannon, I never thought I could do it. And, you know, let me tell you something. You can do anything through him. I, I I drove from Florida to California by myself, and the Lord, I spoke to the storms, and the storms stopped. There, 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 there were, I can't even tell, and I had no money. I want to remind everybody, I didn't have no money, and God supplied. And people say, but you got a Jaguar, and you have no money. God would go into the, I'm not kidding you, he would send me to mechanics, soften their heart and say, oh, don't worry about it. It's on the house. It's it's on me. Oh, my God. Praise God. And I wanted to share because, you know, a lot of people, they think, oh, God, don't you hear me? What's the matter? What's the matter? What am I doing wrong? Did I do something wrong? No. No, people. It's it's not what you've done wrong. It's what you're not doing wrong because the enemy is attacking you, and the Lord's allowing it so you can come closer and draw closer to him. Get that relationship that is amazing because Shannon he's so romantic the Lord he he's you know because I'm all by myself you know my little chihuahua you know and it's like okay now that I got these demons casted on me and the Lord had shown me it doesn't even matter because he and I are going to walk together and when you know what when I get that house it's going to be our house the Lord and my house praise God you know that's right. And you know what he told me? He said he's going to give me the business to pay that house off in cash so nobody can ever say that he didn't do anything for me. I so believe that. So, I, I mean, yeah. I, I feel my spirit. You're fixing to go from two days a week to full time. And uh, I am going in the big time. I'm, amen. As a matter of fact, I heard you say something about New York. And I, you know, when I first came to New Jersey on Christmas Eve, the Lord said, you're going to know New York like the back of your hand. And I got to tell you also something else, Shannon. This is this is the Lord. When I was living in Florida, I kept saying, I'm going to go on the radio. And I was going to do a, a ministry like you were doing. But the man I was going to do it with, it, the Lord just shut it down. His wife didn't want me doing it with him. So the Lord shut it down. I didn't know about Omega Man. I kept saying, I'm going on the radio. I'm going on the radio. I'm going to tell everybody about the Lord. I am going on the radio. And look at this. Amen. Isn't this such a blessing? Yes. So you know, his word will not yeah. return void. And when he gives you a promise in your heart, even though it was years and years and years, I want everybody in this radio station to hear, when he gives you a promise, I don't care how many years it was, he comes through when Amen. you least expect it because 
He's the only one that's faithful. And Amen. I'm a true testimony, and I had to glorify him tonight. Amen. Praise <laughs> God. You know, the word says the vision is yet for an appointed time. Though it tarry, wait for it, for it shall surely come to pass. That's right. You know, a lot of times God tells us, way in advance, so we look back and say, hey, that was God. There was no That's other right. explanation. And we've That's got to right. hang on to the promises of the Lord. And if we will not faint, in due time we will reap the harvest. That's right. That's right. And, you know, I did write down everything in my journal. I did keep everything. And I drew little pictures. You know, people out there, I want everybody to know, you know, we are his children. And, you know, I have, when I was really devastated with the Lord, you know, I drew this picture of Jesus. I drew this picture of me, and I gave him all my boxes, you know, of, of, of unforgiveness and hate and, and, and bitterness and all this kind of stuff because I've been so scorned, you know. And I gave all my stuff. I had no money, no this, da 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 da. And I said, okay. And, and I drew a little picture with me walking away. And, you know, he did take it all. He did take it all from me. He didn't take it right away. It took many, many, many. It, it, it's over a year, okay? But it's, I'm getting the breakthrough now. Praise I'm God. I'm finally getting the breakthrough. Amen. Yes. So I believe that when we stay faithful, the Bible says if he's faithful to the faithful. I truly believe. And also another thing, Shannon, I want to I say this over the radio. You know, when you are married to somebody, okay, and that person cheats on you, you even stay with them because you love them. And even though they talk mean to you or they do things to you, okay, you stay with that person. We have to stick with God through sick or sin. We can never, ever just walk away and say, you know what, God, I can't take you no more. Because... That's the thing. We'll stay with a person that cheats on us and, and, and treats us horribly, but yet we get upset with God. And God is the only one that we are really to stick with, you know, through that thick and thin. Well, amen. And, you know, again, um, it's unfortunate, but there's a lot of adultery out there. But you know what? I found myself in a situation like that. I had uncovered my wife had committed adultery, and I was faced with a decision. Am I going to walk away, or am I going to get in there and fight? And I said, God, have mercy. Um, this is a real test for me. And what I had to do is I forgave. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go and fight for this person because I know that they need some deliverance. They're demonized, and that's what you do, folks. You don't have to give up. Now, if the, the other your, your spouse doesn't want to be with you, let's say they've committed adultery, they're living with someone else, you know, some things you can't change. And right. if that's the case, that's you know, definitely. God gives you a way out, and he can put you with a new person, new spouse. Exactly. But you know what? If uh, if you're listening out there and uh, maybe your spouse has said to you that they have uh, committed adultery and they are asking for forgiveness, mm-hmm. you can forgive and you can get in there and and get some deliverance, and God can heal marriages. Absolutely. You know, God's able to do that. And I, I realize, you know what? I'm, I'm going to fight for it. Uh, it's a challenge to me. And... Um, You've got to make that decision out there, folks, but God can put the pieces back together. He can restore relationships. He can give you love like you've never had before. And, um, hey, you know, that's certainly an option there. Well, you know, with me, um, I would like to say to everybody out there, if they're having troubles in marriage, work it out as best as you can because I've been single now for like five years, and I have had every secular man come over and ask me to marry him. And, you know, the whole thing is is there's nothing out here unless God brings it. And it's been a really rough road. It's been lonely and everything. And if you can work it out, 
do your very best to work it out. But with my my situation, he's with another woman, and the Lord told me to release him and well, move amen. on. Amen. So you've got I know right God will have somebody else, you know. Amen. And I, that would be my prayer, actually, for tonight, is that godly mate when God has it. And I truly believe that God is going to um, do some miraculous changes, you know, and I won't be homeless anymore. I truly believe, you know, I'm not going to be homeless anymore. Amen. We're going to pray right now. Father God, we just lift up our sister right now in Jesus Christ's name. And we ask God that you would touch her tonight. We just cover her with the blood of Jesus. We lose angels to go out and create favor mm. with an employer, Father God, for a full-time position. Doing what she loves to do. We ask that you continue to put people in her path that she can lead to you, Lord Jesus, that she can yeah. pray for. She can do deliverance with. She can pray for the healing. She can witness about the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm asking God for favor, for Sister Valerie, for a a home of her own, for increased income. We ask also you would bless her with a godly mate. God, put her with someone that she could be equally yoked with, a prayer partner, a helpmate. And also I pray the same for anybody out there, Father God, struggling tonight that needs a miracle in finance. I'm asking that you would touch them right now. And loose the angels of God to go out and create favor for them in Jesus Christ's name. Yes. God, we ask that you would open up the right door, shut the wrong doors that you don't want us to go through. And we ask it in accordance with your will in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, Sister Valerie, God bless you so much. That was a fantastic testimony. Thank you. Well, I, you know, I want to glorify him. I want everybody to know. I, you know, and I promised him. I said, Lord, I will shout from the rooftops if you give me a breakthrough. And the breakthrough's coming, so I said, I'm shouting from the rooftops. <laughs> Praise Man, God. It's going to keep increasing, sister. God bless you for yeah. calling us tonight. God bless you. Stay Thank in you, touch Shannon. With okay, bye-bye. I will. That was Sister Valerie from New York. God bless her. And uh, we've still got some time here if uh, you would like uh, to call in tonight. Let's see. I believe we've got Brother David. Let's see if I can get David on the phone. Brother David, are you there? Hello. Hey there, my friend. How are you tonight? Oh, thanks to God for hearing me. Praise, praise Yeshua. Praise Jesus Christ. Yeah, Amen. I'm feeling much better today. Praise well, praise God, man. How did you sleep last night? Oh, uh, I slept okay, you know. The main thing, I've, I've been up and down all day, you know. I know it's a lot wrong with my heart, you know, so... A lot of uh, judgment there and uh, past rejection and all that. And, you know, it's passing, you know, in the street and you're like, what, what did they say about me once or what did I say about them, you know? Well, you know what, we, we just got to keep fighting and uh, just every day I just, you know, I plead the blood of Jesus. I just cover myself with the blood of Jesus. Yeah, I, I want to, you know, I, I was just talking to Kurt there, delivering me as his chat room name. You know, but I want to pray to Jesus for Jesus' uh, holy motivation. You know, just so I, I want to put 100% of myself into the Lord to serve the Lord and let the Lord use me in whichever Amen. way he chooses, you know. Amen, brother. You know, you have a great testimony, and yeah. you'll be able to help people that have come from dark to light. That's where he uses us all. Everybody's got a testimony and has got something that they've been through that once they make it through, they're able to help someone else. Who's going through that similar problem? Yeah, but I want to be like a warrior. I want to, you know, 100% filled with the, the Holy Spirit. Confidence, Amen. you know. Just like Thank you, brother. 
Well, I, I'm I'm not 100% yet, brother. I'm I'm striving like everybody else, uh, trying to <laughs> to get stronger and stronger as the days go by. But you know what? We can we can do it. Yeah, it's but the, you're you're one of the most humble brothers I've ever talked to in my life, and God bless you for this. Well, you, know, you know what? It's, you, it's never, a you never take any praise. <laughs> it's a battle, and I have to realize that the minute that I think it's about me, then uh, nothing's going to happen because I've done that before, and God showed me real quick. Not about us. It's not about any skills we have. It's about our heart, and are we willing to be obedient to Him? And He does the work. He lets us just sit back and you know share in the uh, in the experience uh, he's of what the big He's boss. doing for the person. You know. Yeah, he's the big boss. All right. He's hey, the man, boss. he's the big boss. <laughs> I'm happy with being a bond servant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amen. After, amen, brother. Well, praise God. Well, Father God, I just lift up my brother David tonight, and I thank you for David. I just cover him with the blood of Jesus. And, Father, anybody that's out there that's cursing my brother as he's coming to you, Father God, we just break those curses off of him, any witchcraft being sent against him, any word curses, any attacks that have been sent against him by Satan and the host of hell, we break and cut off of him and send back to where it came from in Jesus' name. I'm asking God that you would just fill him with your Holy Spirit with the gifts of the Spirit. You would turn him into a mighty warrior for you, Lord Jesus. You know his heart, Father God. And I'm asking uh, that you would open the right doors for David, close the wrong doors. Allow him to have some fellowship with other like-minded believers. We just thank you, Father God, for what you're doing in David's life right now. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I bind the strong man in David and myself, forbidding transfer to spirits and any spirits of rejection in there, come out of him right now in Jesus' name. I rebuke any spirit of rejection. Ah. Come out of him right now. You can't touch my brother. Just loose him right now. Come out. You foul, unclean spirit. Ah. He didn't reject David. He didn't reject any of us, demon. He takes us as we are and he cleans us up. Now you come out of him right now in Jesus' name. You foul, unclean spirit. Ah. Lord Jesus has already forgiven David for what he's repented of. And you come out of him right now, all spirit of fear. Rejection from friends, rejection from family. Loose him and come out right now in Jesus' name. All spirits of passivity, come out of him right now. In Jesus Christ's name. I just loose the ministering spirits of God in David. So I loose boldness. Power for service in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of him right now in clean spirit. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Father God, I loose the warrior angels of God to go down in David right now with swords drawn. Start stabbing the demons. Drive them up and out. Come out of him right now in Jesus' name. Loose him right now. I cut off all lines of communication between the enemy. I bind the principalities and powers operating over Ireland right now in Jesus' name. And I disconnect the demons inside my brother from the demons operating in the heavenlies in Jesus' name. You foul, wicked spirit. Nah. In Jesus' name. Come out. Hey, demon. I'm seated with the Lord Jesus Christ in the highest of the heavenlies. And I command you to come out by the name that is above every other name, the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to loose my brother. Come out of him. Come out of him. I bind you in Jesus' name. Come out of him right now. I bind all the foul spirits with chains dipped in the blood of Jesus. Loose my brother and come out of him right now in Jesus' name. Let's go. Let's go. All spirits are telling him he's not good enough. Or he's what past the point of no return. Come out of him in Jesus' name. 
David's still got spirit in his body. That means he's still got an opportunity to serve Jesus. And you come out of him, demon. Rebuke you in Jesus' name. Angels of God, bring this demon up. Cut it off from the rest. Tighten the chains, angels, in Jesus' name. What's your name, foul spirit? Damon, you're going to have to do better than that. Angels of God, open the jaws of this foul spirit. I pour the blood of Jesus down your throat. Drink it. Drink the blood of Jesus right now. Be weakened in Jesus' name. Be weakened in Jesus' name. Angels of God, start sorting the demons. Attack. Attack. Sword. Drive the swords right through these foul spirits. Sort them. Thrust them through in Jesus' name. You foul, wicked spirit, I command everything that you have taken from my brother to be given back sevenfold in Jesus' name. What's your name, unclean spirit? What's your name? How'd you get into David? Be weakened by the blood of Jesus. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Father Yahweh, I'm asking that you would fragment the mind and souls of the foul spirits right now. That you would loose confusion on them, make their way slippery, darken their eyes. I'm asking that you would break the teeth and the arms of these demons in Jesus' name. Let the angels of the Lord chase and make their way slippery. In Jesus Christ's name. I'm asking, Father Yahweh, that you would fire your arrows right now, dipped in the blood of Jesus, to wound every demon inside my brother. Come out of him in Jesus' name. Come out. Loose him. Loose him. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Hey, demon, how does it feel to be defeated? How does it feel to be defeated? How does it feel? Let me comfort you. I pour the blood of Jesus over you right now. Demon, I want to comfort you. I just pour the oil of the Holy Spirit into your eyes. Come out of him. Come out of him. Loose him. Angels go in and start chopping the roots of these demons. Find them hand and foot. Take them out in Jesus' name. Come out of him. Come out of him. You tell me your legal right to be in there, you're coming out right now, demon. Come out of my brother in Jesus Christ's name. That's right. Come out. Come out. Come out. Demon, look at the Lord Jesus Christ right now. Angels of God, make this foul spirit balance needed to the Lord. Demon, look in the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ. Where is he telling you to go? Where is the Lord Jesus Christ telling you to go, demon? Answer the question. How did you get in, David? What's your legal right to be in there? I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I'm talking to every foul spirit inside right now. I command you to attack this demon that's screaming out. Attack him. Destroy. That's your new assignment. Destroy. Destroy unless you go to the flames. I'm talking to every foul spirit. Attack this foul spirit right now in Jesus' name. I praise your name, Lord Jesus Christ. I'm asking, Father God, that you would point your finger at the foul spirit that you want to come out tonight. Show David any doorway that's open to the enemy, that he may close it in Jesus' name. All spirits of inferiority and insecurity manifest. Come out. Let's go. Come out of him. Let's go. Come out of him. That's right. Come out. Come out. Come out in Jesus' name. 
greater is he that is in David than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against David shall prosper. Father, I ask for more angels to go and just start sorting these foul spirits, drive them up and out. I ask for the Holy Spirit, fire, Shekinah glory of Yahweh to come down and just start burning these demons right now. Burn them. Burn them out. Burn them out through a void, Father God, in Jesus' name. David, how... Oh, come on, David. Let's go. Let's go. Come out. Come out. Come out. There's a fluke that doesn't even. Come on, David. I'm right here. How you feeling right now? Pretty relaxed. What's going on with you? You hearing any uh, voices? Nope. Praise no, God. Morning, no, no, no. You know, when you give the command for the angels to come in and all that from Jesus. You're, uh, you're breaking up just a little bit. I think we got a bad Skype connection. Um, I have you. you. You got me? Okay, I, I'm, I'm starting to hear you again. So tell me, um, are you you feeling any movement in your chest? Or yeah, you sh- just slight movement in my back and my shoulder. It's a uh, little pressure on my head, but it's not as bad as it was when I first... Pressure on your head. I'm talking any foul spirits of migraine. Come out of his, mu- come out of his mind in Jesus' name. Loose them. Any foul spirits moving in the back area? And we're just shifting around. I I bind you with chains in Jesus' name. Come out of him. Loose him. Loose him. He's of God. Hook and pull him. Move. Come out of him in Jesus' name. Be weakened by the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. How do you like the blood, demon? what I thought. I pour it down your throat. Drink it. Let me comfort you. Drink it. Come out of him in Jesus' name. Angels, go and pull this demon up right now. I command you to make yourself small. Come out of him. Jesus' name. Come out of his throat. Come out of his back. Come out. All pain. Come out in Jesus' name. Let's go. Keep going. Come out. Come out, come out, come out, Jesus' name. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I just take the sword in Ephesians 6, the sword of the Lord, and I sword you with it, demon. I sword you in Jesus' name. I sword you. You're going to come out. Come out of him. Thrust you through in Jesus' name. You foul, wicked spirit. Loose the ministering spirits of... Yahweh God into my brother right now in Jesus Christ's name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Jesus, God, take the sword of the Lord. Go in and just start chopping up the great spirits in his mind. Attacking his mind right now. Mind control, come out of him. Cult mind binding, come out of him in Jesus' name. All control spirits, loose them right now, come out. In Jesus' name. All infirmity, come out of him in Jesus' name. I'm loose the healing power of God just surge through David right now. Be healed right now, David, in Jesus' name. All back pain, come out. Loose him in Jesus' name. Come out of him. Come out of him. Loose him. 
Loose him. I spike through the blood of Jesus. Come on. Loose him. Loose him. Come on. Come on. Jesus' name. How you feeling, brother? Okay. Just give the Lord Jesus the praise, brother. I praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He's doing it. He's relaxing. He's ready. Amen. Now, has anything else come to mind that might be an open door for you? Yeah, some CDs. Jesus, some, I'm gonna, some yeah, CDs? I'm gonna, yeah. What's on the CDs? Is that the... Um, uh, queen, the Queen of the Stone Age. Yeah, it's an upside down. You know, an inverted uh, pentagon. Oh, my goodness. Do you still got them? I'm going to burn them tomorrow. I just noticed that, you know... Well, how about we break them right now? Can you take and just break it in half? No. At times, my room's in dark. <laughs> and you got the computer on it, you know, I won't be able to find it. Okay, you definitely want to get that out. If it's got an inverted pentagram, I mean, it's got a pentagram, inverted cross. Good grief. Yeah. Oh, I definitely will, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a definitely uh, no-no. You want to get that out of the house. And uh, if you can burn it, great. If not, just break it and shatter it into some pieces and throw it out in the garbage. I'll burn it. You know, uh, t- today I was doing some moving, and uh, some coin fell out. And I'd had this for years. Didn't even know what it was. It was, it, it was like an old bus token that I had gotten as a kid. Someone gave it to me, and on the back was like a lucky charm. Yeah. And, you know, I looked at that, and I recognized it. I had had this thing for years. <laughs> and I'd forgotten all about it. And, boom, it popped up. And, uh, you know what? I wasn't about to bring it into my office. I threw it out. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had a lucky charm as well, you know. I, I threw that into the fire there the other day with all the, the new age, the bower on, you know. You know what a bower on is, don't you? It's, uh, an Irish, it's an Irish drum, you know, for drumming into trance or Irish music. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, yeah. And, you know, if it you has, can burn it, great. If not, throw it in the ocean or... I burned... It. It's all burned. All the CDs, I had new age CDs, subliminals. You know, anything else comes up now that uh, I've missed. I went up to the attic, you know, the top of my house, and I uh, found more stuff, and uh, I put all into a bag. If anything else turns up. Okay, I praise think. God. So some of the objects you've already destroyed, were you destroyed some of the CDs? What else? I uh, smashed my crystals with a hammer. And crystals, okay. You just did uh, that. So, Father God, I lift up my brother, and we thank you, God, for showing him things that are idolatry, and I ask that you would continue to show him and Anyone out there listening, if there's anything in their homes that should not be there that's giving Satan a legal right to come in, I ask that you would just reveal it to them and, and to myself in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God, for showing me this token today. And I just command any foul spirits that came in through those crystals, come out of my brother in Jesus' name. Come out. Spirit of the crystal, come out in Jesus' name. Dark crystal, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Come out of him. Come out of him. Come out of him. I smash you with the blood of Jesus. Now come out of him right now. Angels start sorting the spirits. Sort them. Any spirits that came into those CDs, come out of him in Jesus' name. Come out right now. I rebuke you. Spirit of Lucky Charm. Come out. Come out, Jesus. Be weakened by the blood of Jesus. I'm loose my brother right now. Any foul spirit that came into these items that have been broken, I find you. Now come out of him in Jesus' name. Keep going, you foul, wicked, unclean spirit. Nothing but a, a, a child of a fool, you demon. 
That's what you get for falling Satan. Now you're going to go to... Come out of him in Jesus' name. Loose my brother right now. Demon, I chain you with... Chains filled with the blood of Jesus. What's your name? Yeah. Of God, bring this demon up right now. Cut it off from the rest. Tight chain. Demon, I pour the blood of Jesus on your head. How does that feel? Do you answer my question? Who are you, demon? Look at the Lord Jesus Christ and answer my question. What? Demon, you're going to have to speak a little bit more articulately. I don't like mumbling demons. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Now, you tell me your name, demon. I bind you to the truth on Judgment Day. What is your name, pal? Yeah. What? Ace uh, of God, tighten the chains on this demon. Uh, How do you do demon? Who are you? Who are you, demon? What? Damon, you've got to be a little bit more cooperative here, or it's going to get worse for you. Look at the Lord Jesus Christ. foul spirit on his speech right now. Damon, the word says that every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I rebuke you in Jesus' name, and I command you, look at the Lord Jesus. That's Jesus Christ is Lord. Let's go. Let's go. You're my prisoner. Look at the Lord Jesus Christ. I confess Jesus Christ is Lord. Let's go. I want to hear it. Angel, sword this thing. Sword it in Jesus' name. Sword it. Sword it. Smite it in Jesus' name. Yep, come on, let's go finish it. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Angels of God, open the demon's mouth. Demon, I want to comfort you again. I pour the blood of Jesus down your throat. Drink it. Drink it. Be weakened by the blood of Jesus. How did you get in there, David? Magic. Magic? Okay, now we're talking. Okay. Magic. Is that your name? Do you still have a legal right to... Magic. I heard you. I heard you, demon. Do you have a legal right to still be in there? Answer the question. I'll buy you the truth on Judgment Day. That's a no? Is that what you're saying? I command you, spirit, that came in through the magic gateway, come out of him in Jesus' name. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out of him right now. In Jesus' name. 
Let's go. Move. Move. Go to Tartary. Go to Tartary. Jesus name. We need God. Start sorting spirit. Sort it. Short it. Short it. Attack. In Jesus name. Demon, look at the Lord Jesus Christ. Say, I magic am defeated by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go. Demon, I have power and authority over you. I'm seated with the Lord. Uh, uh, High above Satan. High above you, magic. I bind you to the truth on Judgment Day. Look at the Lord Jesus Christ, demon. Say, I magic am defeated by the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go. Be weakened by the blood of Jesus. Be weakened by the blood of Jesus. I pour the blood of Jesus over you right now. Be weakened by the blood of Jesus. Weakened by the blood of Jesus. By the so I command every demon inside to attack magic right now in Jesus' name. Attack it. Sort it. Jesus' name. Father God, I'm asking you to point your finger at this foul wicked spirit right now. And break its back in Jesus' name. Loose the hornets of heaven to come down right now and sting this foul spirit in Jesus' name. I want to talk to David. Hey, David. Yeah? The demon said it came in through a magic gateway. What's coming to mind? Oh, that's rituals I've done, you know, shamanic stuff and praying to the universe, you know, just doing basic rituals, color, crystals. Break that right now. Just saying, Lord Jesus. Manifesting stuff. Lord Lord Jesus. I repent. I repent. For praying to the masters of the universe? For praying to the masters of the universe. For doing all the shamanic rituals that I was a part of. For doing all the shamanic rituals that I was a part of. But for trying to become God by drinking the white powder. For trying to become a God by drinking the monotonic gold white powder. And what else is coming to your mind, brother? Just repent of it. For doing all the rituals involving the pentagram. Doing all the rituals involved involving the pentagram. Right now, right now I renounce all witchcraft and magic. Right now I renounce all witchcraft and magic. And I ask that you would forgive me, Lord Jesus, right now. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, that you forgive me for all this wrongdoing and blasphemy towards you. Now, just say, I bind the spirit of magic and witchcraft. I bind the spirit of magic and witchcraft. And I command it to come out of me right now in Jesus' name. I command it to come out of me right now in Jesus' holy name. Now, demon, I'm talking to you right now. I'm not talking to David. He's in agreement with me. He has repented now. You spirit that manifested, that came in through magic, come up out of him in Jesus' name. Let's go. Rebuke you. Loose my brother and come out of him in Jesus' name. Hey, David, you don't have a legal right to be in there now, do you? Make yourself small and come out. Come out of him. 
Come out of him right now in Jesus' name. I'm sending you to Tartarus in Jesus' name. Come out. Come out. Come out. Magic and witchcraft. Come out of him. Shamanic rituals. Come out of him right now. Master of the universe. Come out of him in Jesus' name. He man. Come out of him right now. I rebuke you. Loose my brother and come out of him in Jesus' name. Father God, I ask for the angels of the Lord to go in right now and start sorting this demon. Attack it. Chop its roots. Sort it. Beat it up in Jesus' name. Angels, attack it. Destroy it. Run this foul, wicked spirit out of my brother in Jesus' name. Let's go. Come out of him. Loose him. In Jesus' name. God, I stand in the gap of my brother. I remit all the sins of witchcraft, magic. I break and cut them off of him in Jesus' I break and cut them off of him in Jesus Christ's name. Any demons that came with your magic, manifest and go. Come out of him. Loose him. Loose him. That's right. Keep moving. Keep coming out. My third eye is getting cold now. You're what? Above my, around my third eye. Right? Getting cold. You're not supposed to have a third eye. Angels of God, go cut that third eye out right now. Come out of here. I cut the third eye out right now, and I pour the blood of Jesus and the oil of the Holy Spirit on it. Loose them. Come out. Come out. I permanently seal that and cauterize it. I have the Holy Ghost. Come out of him in Jesus' name. I poke that eye out right now in Jesus' name. Any spirits that came in through his third eye, I rebuke you. Come out of him in Jesus' name. Loose him. Come out of his mind. Come out of his body in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Something leaning on my head. It's like the depression. Something's leaning on your head? Yeah. I wish the angels have got to go chop it up right now. Angels got to sort it. Sort it. Sort it. Come out of him in Jesus' name. Loose him right now. Come out. Forehead is frozen. It's what? It's frozen. It's cold. It's very cold. Yeah. On your forehead? Yeah. Sinus area, you know, my forehead and my sinus area. I'm talking any spirit lodged in the forehead or the sinus area right now. I bind you with chains in Jesus' name. Spirit's manifesting his coldness. I rebuke you. Rebuke your coldness. Come out of him right now. You foul, wicked spirit. Loose David right now. Come out of his sinus. Come out of his forehead. Come out of his mind. In Jesus Christ's name. Loose him. And come out right now. Father, I ask for the fire of the Holy Spirit to go in and start burning it out. Burn it out and fill the void in Jesus' name. Is that the best you can do, Demon? Angels, bring this demon up right now. Who are you, Demon? Who are you? What have the magic? I'm talking to you, foul spirit. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Be weakened by the blood of Jesus. David, I'm going to give you about five seconds, and what we're going to do is we're going to cage you up and marinate you some more. Come on right now. Good word Jesus sent you. Come out of him. Come out of him. 
Come on in here, Jesus' name. That's right. I agree. We break the power of high magic in the name of Jesus Christ. All spirits. Come out of him right now. What is magic? Come out of him in Jesus' name. I break all shamanic rituals and curses that David has been involved in in Jesus Christ's name and I pour the blood of Jesus on him. I agree with Deliver Me. We break all the power of pentagrams and hexagrams and occult symbols in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. I break it off. Come on him. Come on him. Come on him. Come on him in Jesus' name. Having a hard time, demon? Your five seconds is about up. Right now, I bind and cage every foul, wicked spirit in individual cages. I fill them up with the blood of Jesus. Those angels have got to come out and start sorting these foul spirits. Read the word of God to them about their judgment in the fire, lake of fire that's coming. Make you demons to even talk to one another. You're going to stay in there until you come out. When you come out, you're going to Tartarus in Jesus' name. Ask for the fire of the Holy Spirit just to burn them out right now. Fill the voids. Seal this deliverance with the blood of Jesus. And I thank you, Father God, what you're doing in my brother's life. Keep going. David, how you doing, brother? I'm grand. Huh? Totally, totally relaxed. Praise God. Don't Praise be surprised. They may Praise. keep coming on out, brother. They can stay in the cage or come out. And when they come out, they're going to Tartarus. We're putting them under some more pressure. But what I need you to do is uh, tomorrow, go round up any last CD you got and get it out of your house. Yeah. It's given the demons the legal right to be there and keep attacking you. you got to break it. Okay. If nothing else, and you can't burn it, just break it in two, brother. That's uh, that's signifying, uh, you know, destroying it. Throw it in the garbage and be done with it. Like all of them. You know what? When in doubt, throw it out. <laughs> all right. If, if, it, if a piece of music is keeping you from getting deliverance... You don't need it, do you? You know what? You can always rebuild your collection piece by piece as you check them out. Yeah. But uh, I can tell you that, that that one you've got with the pentagram and that inverted cross, that's a demonic gateway right there. Yeah, I know. I, you know, uh, That's where I was at, you know, at the time, so I don't want it now, you know. No, nope, you know, how, how desperate do you want to be delivered? If it's, if it's deliverance... Or keeping your collection. I'll throw the collection out, brother. It 100% in Jesus, you know. Motivated. Man, you want to be 100%. You've got to sell out 100% to Christ, brother. We all got to. Well, brother, get some rest over there. God bless you. And then uh, call back once you've destroyed that collection, and we're going to keep praying. Right, thanks, Jonathan. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus, brother. Just keep on fighting. Yeah. Praise the Lord. That was Brother David out there in Ireland. And uh, bad connection tonight. But you know what? The demons could hear. 
So that's all that matters. Uh, that's all that matters. They have very sensitive hearing. And um, that's what we've got to do, folks. We've got to look through our houses, and we've got to get rid of any idolatry, anything that could give the demons a legal right to be there. You want to, you want to get rid of it. You know, it's got to be outside of your, your doors. Put it on the outside in a garbage bag or burn it or throw it in the ocean or you know, whatever you can do to destroy it. But get it out. There can be no sin in the camp. Or you're not going to get the freedom that you're looking for. Praise God. Well, folks, um, this is a live program. And what we're trying to do is uh, give people an opportunity to call in night after night, get some freedom. Now, tonight's Tuesday, right? So let's see. I've got a special guest tomorrow. I'm going to be bringing back John Ramirez out of the Devil's Cauldron. He'll be on tomorrow night. And uh, I told John uh, I want to open up the phone lines, and him and I are going to pray for anyone that needs prayer tomorrow. It may be a first for John. I don't know that he's done deliverance over the radio. Well, we're going to throw him in, <laughs> into the battle, get him up to speed. Praise God. Uh, he's got an awesome testimony. If any of you have missed it, uh, out of the devil's cauldron, he was the third highest ranking Santeria devil worshiper in New York City. He was tied in with Miami, Haiti, Cuba, into those principalities of Santeria, devil worship. And Jesus Christ had mercy on him and set him free. And so we're going to have him on tomorrow night to pray. And I've got a prayer request here. Sister Roberta says, can you please pray for my friend Aaron and his family that got a tornado heading right for them at 55, 60 miles an hour there in Indiana. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we rebuke that tornado and command it to move from the path that it's on. In Jesus Christ's name, and going in the opposite direction, we bind that foul weather pattern right now in Jesus Christ's name. And I just loose the warrior angels of God to go surround them for their protection in Jesus Christ's name. We cover them with the blood of Jesus right now. And again, we rebuke you, you foul tornado, in Jesus Christ's name, just as Jesus rebuked the, the winds. Peace be still in Jesus' name, tornado. Father God, we're asking for protection right now for Aaron and his family in Jesus' name. Roberto, give us a report. We want to know what happened. And praise God, we have more time for prayer. Uh, if you need prayer, call on in. we still got time. The number to dial in on is 917-889-2745. Got wide open lines tonight. And uh, if you're listening on MP3, you didn't get to catch this program live, and you want prayer, you can always email as well at omegamanradio at yahoo.com. Again, omegamanradio at yahoo.com. Send me your phone number. We'll try to reach you back. Anywhere you are in the world, we'll try to get a hold of you via Skype. Praise God. Um, just checking emails here. Praise the Lord. want to remind everyone that, uh, again, we'll have John Ramirez on tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Friday night, I'm going to have John Kyle 
from the Oasis Church. He'll be back on. We'll be doing a mass deliverance, taking your phone calls Saturday night. Uh, looking forward to having Pastor Charles Costello. Real deliverance is what we call that show. The Ministry of Salvation. Amen. And uh, we're going to be having some more guests on. I invited Brother Bobby Montgomery, Sr., if you'd like to come on and give a word from the Lord, preach. Love to have him on. And if you know someone that would um, you'd like to have on the program, interview or share their testimony to speak, just shoot me an email with their contact information, and we'll try to get a hold of them and bring them on. Praise God. Um, I don't know everybody that there is in the world, and so we find a lot of guests through your recommendations. And people send links, and I praise God um, for what he's doing and the people he's putting us in contact with. We're hoping to get a hold of Peter Hobson, get him back on the show, Brother Sears in Australia, uh, his giving me his contact information now that the funeral's over. And I'm back in the States. I think it'll be a little easier to get him on. We're going to be getting Brother Carl Henderson back on again soon. I'm looking to get a hold of Brother William Lau. He's going to be doing the Elijah Challenge training. The Elijah Challenge training. A lot of people have asked uh, how you can be more effective in the healing ministry. And uh, it's it's about authority. And so he, he does a great uh, teaching on the healing ministry, Elijah Challenge. We're going to get him on uh, very soon. Scott Leiter is coming on the program. We're going to have him on. And uh, let's see, I think I've got a call coming through my Skype. Let's see if we can get him on. Patrick, do I have you on the Skype? Hey, can you hear me? Hey, you sound crystal clear. Where are you calling from? Uh, Anchorage, Alaska. Praise God. I'm down in the lower 48, but I used to live in Alaska for a period of time. You familiar with uh, Ch- Chickaloon and uh, Palmer? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. The Glen Allen Highway. That's in your backyard. That's right. Amen. That's right. I, I used to be a bus driver, tour bus driver. So all around uh, the state, uh, you know, we have so few roads here, as you probably well know. But, uh, yeah, I know Chickaloon and Palmer and all that. Absolutely. Let me tell you something. If I had my druthers, uh, as my granny used to say, druthers, I still don't know what that means. But if I had my choice, in other words, uh, I would love to live in Alaska May, June, and July, man. Beautiful time yeah, of year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I haven't been there maybe two years, but when I went last time, I just enjoyed it, man. Beautiful. You go to sleep, folks, and uh, it's still night outside. You don't even want to go to sleep. <laughs> Beautiful weather. Yeah, let's see. It's a, it's a seven. It's seven thirty, or excuse me, ten to seven here now, and we have probably about two and a half, almost three hours more of sunlight. It's a sunny, beautiful day right now. Praise God. Yes, it's a great place. So, what can I do for you tonight, brother? Oh, let's see. I just had a guest request. I was wondering when Benjamin Baruch was going to be on again. Oh, yes. Benjamin, good friend of mine. Um, Benjamin is probably going to be back on uh, this weekend. We're trying to uh, get a, a schedule that will work for him and myself. And we had had him on uh, Saturdays at uh, 6 p.m. We may either bring that back uh, online at 6 p.m. or we'll get him on a different date. But I'll be talking to him this week for sure. He's coming back uh it's always a pleasure to have him on the program. 
That's awesome. And you know what the the questions that I had for him, what I'd love to hear him talk about. And you know, I just like you, I felt that his uh, the word he brings is just very very powerful. And but uh, you know, he being a Jewish person who's come to Christ. I'm really interested in his perspective on that. You know, what how modern day Israel fits into biblical prophecy, what's it like to be a uh Jewish believer in Christ? Um and that whole that that whole subject. I, I'm really fascinated about that. I kind of want to hear what it's like from the other side, you know. I'm a former Catholic who's now born again and uh I understand about all that. And, you know, I, I still have uh, Catholics in my life, family members and whatnot. But uh, it's just, uh, I find that interesting. And, you know, I know that there's going to be a, a you know, a revival or something like that where, where many more Jewish people do come to Christ. But I, I'm interested in his opinion, and I'd love to hear him talk about that. Oh, amen. Absolutely. Uh, I'm sure he's got a great perspective on that, and uh, I'd love to hear it as well. Uh, you know, of course, uh, the, the uh, Israel... The House of Israel, to include the Jews, um, you know, we're we're part of that Commonwealth of Israel. We've been grafted in, and um, that's our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so, um, you know, before it's over with, uh, there'll be a lot more to come in. I believe that'll be part of the mission of the 144,000. You know, 12,000 apparently from each tribe that'll be going out and uh, trying to win many more uh, Jews and Gentiles into um, the family of Christ. And so. Um, it's going to be an exciting time to live in, you know. As as many say, you know, Israel is God's timepiece, and so uh, there's um, right. a lot going on over there, and will continue as you know the enemy wants to converge and take Israel out, if it could. But you know, uh, God's going to use that to bring a lot of people in when they they find out that hey, uh, they're toast, uh, and they cry out for the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, He'll come and answer them. And many will be brought in, you know? Absolutely. Well, well you know, uh, I think uh, I can only imagine that there's a lot of us out there like me. Uh, well, you know, the truth movement is so huge. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard. Well, another um, guest uh, request I have for you probably is uh, Chris White. I don't know if you know who Chris White is. Chris White. I'm not familiar. Tell me about him. You can check him out on YouTube. He has a channel called No, as in you know, what to know, K-N-O-W, Know Where to Run, 1984. He is a former rock and roller truther who came to Christ. And his, uh, some of his videos on YouTube are awesome. You know, like, for instance, how he quit smoking and drinking, how he quit pornography. Um, he covers a lot of these different issues that are very, uh, you know, kind of, Salient, you know, the the word faith movement, um, apostolic succession in the Catholic Church, and he has this. He came up with this term, and he calls them a debunkumentary. Debunkumentary. <laughs> so he debunks, huh? he debunks a lot of stuff. From, yeah, and you know, you've probably heard of uh, Jordan Maxwell and uh, so that name Michael I know. Yeah, and David Ike, all those guys. Yes. Yeah. So he's taken he's taken on all those guys from a uh, from a biblical perspective. And he's, you know, uh, really just debunked them because a lot of them, you know, there's a lot of guys, and I, I guess I was in this same boat too, where I was a uh, 9-11 truther, New World Order uh, researcher. I just couldn't get enough of it. That's what led me to Christ, you know. I was, when I found out that the New World Order was a, the satanic order, yes. that's when I got down on my knees and said, you know, Jesus, save me, you know. And I thought, 
You know, I was a, I was a, a Catholic at one time and went to Catholic boarding school in Ireland, of all places. I, I really feel for um, Brother David there. Uh, and, you know, that country's in, in trouble. There's so many people who are nominal Christians, and uh, they do not know Jesus Christ. They're unsaved. And, you know, it used to be the land of saints and scholars, and it is, it is no longer the case. In fact, the problem with the country, just like England, is it's drowning in booze and now drugs. So, uh, you know, so uh, yes, it, yeah. So, so you know, the new. I think there's many of us out there who, who went. You know, nine eleven truth. We all saw um, loose change. We said, oh well, obviously. I mean, we you know, obviously it wasn't what the government said. And then right to New World Order research, listening to guys like Jordan Maxwell and Tassarian, David Icke, and then finding out that uh, there's more to it than that. And so, uh, anyway, Chris, Chris White. Is awesome, and so I think he's about my age, you know, upper 30s, somewhere around 40, and he has been very, very good. And you should check out his videos on on YouTube. Again, it's Nowhere to Run 1984. I'm writing but, that uh, down right now. I, you know, I, I, 1984. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and the no, the no is uh, K N O W, and I think he has a podcast also. Um, uh, and he's friends with um, he's friends with Russ Dizdar and a lot of okay. those guys who appear on. Revelations News Network, which is another awesome podcast hub, and uh, you know this is what my life has become. You know, I, uh, the New World Order. It sounds like you were in that boat too. You're like, wow, this is you know, it's a very real, and and it, it panicked a lot of people. And I, you know, I bought some food and I bought some guns and I have some gold, <laughs> all that stuff. And then I found out that it was really just the Satanic Order. And so I think there's a lot of people like us who've who've. I mean, there's more people in the Truth Movement, but I think now uh, a lot of them hopefully are going to be led right back to Jesus Christ where they, which, where they should be. Well, amen to that. And let me make a quick announcement. We're going to be going off the stream here in about three minutes. If you'd like to continue listening or you want to call in, dial 917-889-2745. You can either listen live or you can also get in the queue to speak. And uh, you want to do that now before we go off the stream. You know, Patrick, uh, no, I, I agree with you 100% that uh, – if you look at the uh, the New World Order and you followed up the chain of command, you realize Satan's at the top. And so, you know, you could know all the intricacies of the conspiracy. And uh, there is a conspiracy, all right. You know, any two people make a plan uh, to do something, they're conspiring. But, you know, it's all in vain if uh, you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Because we're all going to die. And uh, what good did it do to know uh, all about the New World Order and then not make a decision for Christ? And maybe you held out for a while, you know, with some beans, bullets, and bullion in a cave somewhere or in a bunker, only to die later on, and you still go to hell if you didn't know the Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know what? Um, you didn't make a, a bad decision buying gold. I'm sure it's made some money for you. <laughs> gold just hit $1,500 today, didn't it? Amazing. And it's amazing. Yeah. And, and silver, I mean, my goodness, if people had listened to guys like Steve Quill and bought into it, they could have made some money. And some people did. Um, I think there's still, I think there's still, it hasn't even begun its big run yet. I think it's still going to skyrocket from here. I'm hearing you know, $100 an ounce silver. What are you hearing? Well, uh, also, you know, it's on Drudge, it's on all the major. It's on all the major uh, news outlets. The U.S. dollar is going away. They're going to have an international currency, and the dollar is going to be pegged to it. And they're going to, you know, want to then um, 
peg it to, to precious metals. I did hear that even if they did they, this new global currency, if they even just pegged it 10% to this currency with gold, gold would have to be at $10,000 an ounce. Right, so, so, and you know, silver is uh, still has the potential to go through the roof. Again, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if um, silver dollars will be the new $100 bill. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I think it could do that. And, of course, food, you know, you can always eat it. Food prices are definitely going to go up as the price of oil goes up. Listen, I went out today to fill up um, my vehicle. I've got a, a vehicle that's got a 40-gallon gas tank. You can probably uh, imagine what I had to pay. And I almost fainted. I said, God have mercy. Um, price of gas is just going up to the roof. And I hear that... Uh, it's going to transfer over into the price of the food, like Gordon. I mean, Lindsey Williams said in Alaska. You know, they were out there when they discovered the um, the Prudhoe Bay find, and he basically said, "Hey, you know, there's going to be food on the shelves, but uh, people aren't going to be able to afford it. It's going to be so priced out of reach." So, you know, even the food preparations that you made uh, that'll that'll come to a good use. But you know, at the end of the day, you can do all these things in the physical, and if we don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to still miss it. So, amen. Um, sounds like uh, Chris White uh, has got a good word out there. I mean, I've listened to Jordan Maxwell and, you know, guys like that and um, David Icke. And, of course, you keep following them. Eventually, you're going to hit a you're going to hit a vein where they're going to just blame it all on the Jews. And, you know, they get very anti-Semitic. And, uh, you know, they uh, they miss it. In fact, the word says that's right. You know, it, you curse my people. Yeah, go ahead. Curse. We can't do that. There's some rotten apples in all races. And all as a good place to start with Chris a good place to start with Chris White is his uh taking on of David Icke and he's very scholarly and that's basically what he comes to is that you know these guys do you know they're not all lies they do have some good information but at the end of the day you know, David Icke is, you know, throwing stones at the Jews, you know, saying yeah. it's a Jewish conspiracy, it's this and that. And so, that, okay, there you go. And, you know, I'd have to say my life became so much simpler when I started reading the Bible. When I found out that, that Satan is the ruler of this world, boom, yes. that just explains so much to me. Amen. And, you know, I was, and then he also, another good one by um, by Chris White is the whole the whole thirteenth tribe Kazarian Jew myth that's been that's been debunked because that's been debunked by genetics. You know, I believed in that too, that the modern day Jews here in America and Europe were not were, you know, they weren't related to the original Jews and they're all evil, blah 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 blah. And I bought into that and he thoroughly debunks that and uh and you know and that's and then also that, you know, you curse the Jews, you will be cursed, you curse Israel, you will be cursed. You know, that that also changed my life. So that, that's one of the reasons why I'm interested to hear interested to hear from Benjamin Baruch about this whole, you know, this Jewishness, the Jewish question. What's it like to be a chosen, you know, one of God's chosen people? Um, what's it like from his, you know, other Jews? How do they treat him? That whole thing. But and and you know, for a while there, and I'm also interested in who are the synagogue of Satan. Not that I'm looking for anyone to hate necessarily, but. Uh, it, it's it is such a complex yet interesting and important uh, uh, subject that um, you know that's why I'd like to hear from a, a real Jew. <laughs> Amen. You know, it's like um, Sid Roth said. He said, if you want to proselytize the Jewish people, you know, they're looking for signs and wonders. 
And so, uh, you know what, if we would get busy doing what Jesus commanded us to do, and you saw the power of God fall and people getting set free and healed and saved, um, you know what, you're bringing a lot of people to Christ. Because, you know, they couldn't dispute the miracle. And he did that just that in the service one time. He said, uh, power of God fell and people were, you know, being healed left and right. And a lot of people came to Jesus. You know, Yeshua in Hebrew. And so, uh, you know, I praise God that... Um, that uh, the gifts of God are for today, and and uh, we got to love our Jewish brothers, the whole house of Israel, because that's our brethren out there. We got to stand up for them. Satan's tried throughout all time to destroy them, and he's still trying today. And um, you know what? If we'll stand up for them, God will stand up for us. If we come against them, it's only going to be uh, dark days ahead. And uh, unfortunately, that's uh, the direction it seems our government wants to go. But. Um, you know, there's. Um, I, I believe Amen. in. I believe in Hebrew roots. I believe that. Uh, you know, there's some things that maybe we don't even understand now, but uh, you know, soon, you know, we'll probably see them. You know, take for example, uh, the Lord says in the new millennium, everybody will be required to come up and keep the feast of the tabernacles. Now that's in the new millennium, after right. the return of Jesus Christ. That's pretty uh, mind-blowing, considering most of us have never been raised to understand anything about the Jewish feast, the Feast of the Lord. Right, yeah. Yet, you know, everybody will be required to come up and keep the Feast of Tabernacles. And God says, if you don't do it, then what I will do is I'll pour plagues out on you. And he's talking um, about in the new millennium for a thousand years. So, you know, um, we don't understand a lot of our Jewish roots. We understand a lot of the Catholic traditions. You know, take for example Easter that's coming up, right? You know what was the what was Easter all yeah. about? It was about uh, murdering children, okay, as sacrifice and dipping blood uh, eggs in the in the blood of the murdered infants. Huh. And we're out there having Easter egg hunts on church property. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we really we really missed it in a lot of yeah. things. We've divorced ourselves from our roots in a lot yeah, of ways. Another guy I like to. Absolutely. Another guy I like to listen to who's a really good combination of New World Order and End Times Prophecy and this whole Jewish question is um, uh, Al Cuppet. You know, he really he really has this down, too, and I really like listening to him also. He's always uh, entertaining and slightly frightening, but uh, very informative. <laughs> yeah, Al was a good friend of mine. Uh, we went to Israel together in 2006, done a couple shows, and... Uh, uh, we've done actually, uh, let's see, I guess we've done four shows together, documentaries, but um, I love Brother Al. He's a good man. Um, you know, he'll, he stands up for the Word of God. There's no question about that, and he loves the Jewish people, and uh, he's actually wanting to turn me on to Brother Jerry Golden. If a person wants to get behind an organization that's going to save a lot of uh, the House of Israel, that's uh, Jerry Golden and the Boat Project, because God showed him that there's a time coming where there'll be a second Holocaust, and uh, of course it'll be coming after the Christian also this time. But then a, a number of uh, the Jews are going to try to make is a run it, for Israel, whole, and we'll have a hard is that time the whole getting concept, back. What is it called? Aliyah. Uh, Aliyah. 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 Aliyah is way I've heard it pronounced. Uh -huh. Maybe I'm wrong on that. that was but that just, uh, you're breaking up a little bit. Can is you that still hear me? The, is that just for the Jew, or is that for? Well, yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're coming through now. Uh, basically, you know, I wondered, the, I wondered if at some point in time we needed to make a run for Israel. In fact, I thought in 2003 that's probably where I was going to need to go was going to be to Petra. 
go to Israel and then make it over to Jordan. And, you know, I don't know. Uh, clearly, there are some that will be hidden out in Petra. And, uh, you know, the Jews will probably seek refuge over there, you know, fleeing the Antichrist. And they'll be accompanied, you know, by a midst of believers, which may be, you know, the, the Christian believer. I just don't know. I don't know how all that works out. But, uh, you know, I often, I often have said, God, you know, I'd love to be in Israel, but, uh, you know, it takes God to be able to work that out because very expensive place over there. You go over there, and it's like any other country. You're only allowed to stay for a certain amount of time so before your visa runs out. So, you know, I've always had the question, will a time open up where maybe uh, the door will be open to the believer to go over there and live in Israel? It would be kind of a cool place to spend the end time. That's certainly going to be where the action's at, you know. Uh, but in terms of Jerry Golden, that's your question. Nice warm weather. Oh, yeah. Jerry Golden uh, was told by the Lord that uh, there are going to be Jews running for their lives from around the world. And um, he'll have like an underground railroad, so to speak, to help many of them get out and get over to Israel. Now, they'll go into a lot of roughage over there. There's going to be many people killed. But uh, you know what? Um, I would rather take my chances over there than in a lot of these other countries. Well, they'll kill you on sight, you know, for your belief. So, uh, well, you know, Shannon, a lot of a lot of a lot of people think that Alaska is going to be, you know, one of the safe refuges uh, coming up here um, in, in the future. And if you know, one of the things Benjamin Baruch talks about is when you know when America is invaded by China. The Russians will invade Alaska because you know this was Russian territory hundred and some yeah, years that's ago. What, we that's bought what it from the Russians, they, and I, they could come right across the uh, Bering Strait, right? It, yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, apparently in their uh, history books, they they say that uh, they didn't sell it, but they leased it to America, and then we just kept it. So they believe oh it's goodness. theirs. Oh my goodness! Um, but also, you know, Alaska has. We have some problems up here. Ninety percent of our food comes from Seattle, and this is one of the reasons why I try to. I'm trying to get all my friends to be more disaster prepared. It's primarily falling on deaf ears too. Even people with kids, it's ridiculous. But most of our food comes from Seattle. So even if we had no problems here and something major happened in Seattle, you know, just like the rest of the United States, where we are three days away from starving. We don't have big warehouses full of food here. And, uh, you know, if if it happened in the summertime, you know, we have a lot of fishing. There is there is wild game and stuff like that. But uh, if it happened in the winter, in the middle of winter when it's cold, it, it would be really difficult here in this state. So, uh, you know, I don't see myself traveling because of the whole TSA and whatever. But, uh, uh, you know, a, a lot of people talk euphemistically about Alaska thinking it's going to be a really safe place. And in some ways it is, but in a lot of ways it's not. Well, absolutely. So uh, for a person that's going to um, hold out in Alaska, basically you do want to have some food. I agree every, with everything you're saying there, brother. You know, we've got to eat. And, you know, if God has given a person a means to store some food, to buy some extra, I think it's a good good idea. If Joseph hadn't have done it, they would have all starved. And so um, yeah, I think I, that's I just foresee, using wisdom. I foresee myself feeding a lot of my friends. <laughs> Yeah, I, I perceive myself well feeding a lot of my oh. unsafe friends and then using it as a as a way to witness to them. You know. Okay, I, I'm glad you said that. I thought you said eating your friend. Because I... <laughs> no, 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 no. God have mercy. No, you don't want to eat them. They wouldn't no. taste very good <laughs> unless you had some eight one nine fifty seven. I'm sure. Um, no, absolutely. You know, that's well, what you can. Well, everyone. 
you, you everyone can, here in Alaska, everyone I know in Alaska, they all have they all have the same survival plan, and they say, "Oh, I'll just shoot a moose." And you know, there's not enough moose for everyone to eat a lot. Eat, uh, you know, there's enough moose for everyone to have half a moose burger once. Listen, here they say moose up here and they say deer so. down here. You're right. You know, I just go kill me a deer. Come on. It's not that easy to kill <laughs> find a deer. Come on. I went out deer hunting and never shot a deer. <laughs> I would have starved to death. I was relying on a deer meat. Yeah. Uh, Although, you know, we have, as as you probably know, you know, we have a lot of moose wandering through Anchorage. There's a pretty high moose density here, but there's not enough to feed everybody. Anchorage is 300,000 people now, which, uh, you know, it's grown substantially, and so... Uh, and we also have some other problems. There's one road north and one road south. If the if the government or the New World Order or whomever yeah. wanted to shut things down and stop us from traveling, they could do uh, do it in a heartbeat. Man, that um, that is the truth up know, here. It's, uh, it's interesting. Amen. It's it's an awesome place. I would love to live there three months out of the year, and then I'm ready to pack my bags. It gets cold. <laughs> it cold and dark. Oh yeah. No, I um, I was up there for about six months, and um, so I have some family that uh, lived out there off of my um, off of um, the Glen Allen Highway, and uh, really a beautiful place out there. It's it's an extraordinary piece of land. Hey, now I heard that uh, the residents of Alaska are in for a treat. Is there some big settlement that's been given out to the Alaskans for the uh, is it the Exxon Valdez cleanup or? You know that, that they, what was it the uh, well you know every we we have something here called the, the the permanent fund yes it's called the Alaska permanent fund that that was uh and we get that every year yeah and you know what it, it doesn't even cover the cost of of doing business up here you know that the if you were to come up here from the south uh you know you'd be just blown away at our food costs it's pretty expensive. And then also, you know, every time they, they show the highest gas prices in the, the nation being Hawaii, that's not true. The highest gas prices, gas prices in the nation are in Bush, Alaska, uh, anywhere that's off the road system. And those guys pay $9, $10 a gallon. God fuel. have mercy. Wow. And so, you know, Bush, Alaska, all these native villages, they're all in danger. They're, you know, they're all in danger of, uh, of you know, they, they lost their traditional way of living and they're very dependent on petroleum uh, for heating and for operating their boats and planes and, and ATVs. And uh, it is super duper expensive. Well, I'm not so, uh, you know, we, uh, let's see, this year, the dollars a gallon with nine to compare it to. Wow. Yeah, I think we're paying for something right now. And the, the ridiculous thing is, you know, we pump it out of the ground here, and uh, you know, we do have refineries, and we still pay some of the highest prices, even in Anchorage. So, you know, Alaska has – we do get that money from the permanent fund, which is – it's a huge amount of money. It's $40 billion, something around that. And they, they, they it's invested in different things, and we get a certain percentage of the – of uh, the profits from that every year, each man, woman, and child here in Alaska, if you're a resident for at least a year. But, you know, it's it, it's it's a drop in the bucket. It's nice to have. I mean, if you're a family of five and you get five five of those uh, right before Christmas, it's it's nice, but it certainly doesn't cover the cost of, of living up here in this very expensive state. Well, praise God. How did you find out about the Mega Man radio program? Uh, um, 
How did I find out? Through Watchmen Radio. Awesome. Through Watchmen. I was yes. listening to Watchmen and then yes. uh and then he but then one day, you know, probably about three months after you started your radio program, he said, Oh, by the way, Omega Man is uh is doing his own show and I found you and went and listened to all the old uh, old shows and <laughs> I pretty much catch it every day now. So Praise God. Well, it's, an, it's an honor to... Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I have... I've, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, and so this is, you know, my life has changed considerably. I don't watch uh, I don't watch movies anymore. I don't watch television. I threw away all my rock, you know, rock and roll CDs. I used to be a, you know, a big point in my life was that I realized that I loved Jimi Hendrix more than Jesus Christ. And I, I got on my knees and repented and asked to be saved and... Threw away all my, uh, you know, Jimi Hendrix CDs, and um, this is all I do now is is uh, you know listen to different podcasts from you know guys that I love and respect. You being one of them. Well, brother, it's uh, it's an honor and a pleasure uh, to know you, and and um, God bless you for calling in tonight, man. And I'm going to check out uh, Chris White and try to get him on the program. And I will uh, talk to Benjamin yeah, this week. He's an awesome. We'll be getting him back on within a few days, and uh, he'll be he'll be delighted to hear that um, people have uh, called in and would like to have him back on the program. So, just God bless you tonight, brother. Thank you for your call tonight. I appreciate it, and hey, Thank my you. pleasure. I, I'm going to call here in the future too because uh, I need some prayer. I, I've yet uh, I've yet to get any deliverance myself, and I've been praying and fasting and getting all the occult stuff out of my life, and uh, I, I you know. I've yet to have any real movement on that, but uh, I'm not going to give up. No, don't give up at all. In fact, uh, we'll be we'll be honored to pray with you. Just uh, what you want to do is uh, email me with the best way to get a hold of you. If it's Skype, just send me your Skype address, and uh, we'll get a couple brothers. We'll call you back. Or you're welcome to call in on any program, and we'll pray. All right. Sounds good, Shannon. God bless you, Patrick. And uh, Pastor John Gogan, too. All right. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you, brother. Talk that to you later. Brother, Bye. That was Brother Patrick.